Oh, my bad, family. My bad. I realized what was the problem. My bad. I apologize. I apologize. Um, this is my fault. Um, what I'm going to do is, damn, yeah. I don't even want to start the show over. All right, so let me go back to Reza Islam. And uh, you guys could One knee. Right. He was judged and executed right there. What does that mean? Since we're pissed off now, it takes enough of us to get murdered for us to finally realize that we're one people. When you notice this, because again, these are domestic terrorists that we're dealing with. These are not police officers. Reza, are there any good police officers? And I'm getting to every single point. Are there any good police officers? Reza, do they exist? Well, if they do, a good police officer is only good to the degree that he or she is able to call out the bad police officers. A good police officer is only good to the degree that he or she is able to call out the bad police officers and not just call them out, but hold them accountable, make sure they receive every punishment for violating whatever it is that they violated under the codes of conduct, under the statutes of the police department, wherever that may be. They must be brought up on every single charge that they violated. You cannot follow this blue line or this code of silence that they have been following. The people are no longer afraid of police. We have never really been afraid of the police. It's been the fear of death more so than the fear of the police because we kill one another all the time. And because you kill one another all the time is one reason why they feel like it is justified that they kill us. So I'm not benefiting any of these white supremacists political, conservative, left-wing, right-wing, whatever this nonsensical, irrational, ridiculously retarded labels are, I'm not benefiting any of those arguments. I'm saying the truth is the truth. They feel that because we kill one another that that gives them the justification to kill us. And partially, partially, I understand, but it don't make it right, period. Because black folks don't produce the guns. We don't ship them in here. We did not produce the drugs at first, and ship them in here either. So it does not make it right, period. When a white boy can have an AK-47, a gun, et cetera, wave it at a police officer, run at the police officer, yell at the police officer to shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, and you don't shoot him because he's white, because he's not looked at as property. So what am I saying? I'm being very reserved because what we all want to hear is, Police should be murdered. That's what we're, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that police should die. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear that, that people should go out and kill police. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said this because a lot of people are asking, what does Minister Farrakhan say? Well, when Minister Farrakhan speaks, Minister Farrakhan speaks. However, I'll say it this way, as a member of the Nation of Islam, there's nothing else that he needs to say. He said it all. After 60 years of listening to this man, for those who have been alive that long, after five years, if you listen to him for five, 10 years, if you listen to him for 10, 15, if you listen to him for 15, he has always told us who we're dealing with. He has always said 
you are dealing with devils. He has always said that they are aiming to kill you. He has always said that you must unite with each other, that you must end the beefs with each other, that you must stop killing each other, that you must come together with each other, that you must end the label banging, the spiritual banging, the game banging, because your open enemy is seeking to kill you all. Now, you will ask, where is Minister Farrakhan? Where is the Black Panthers? Where is the Nation of Islam and the FOI? No, the question is, where are you? We've been out here struggling to help everybody. There are over 329 million people in America. Nearly 50 million of those people are Black original people. Nearly a little over 800,000 police officers. And you are telling me that you don't want to help yourself? We can't help ourselves? I'm not calling Minister Farrakhan asking him what to do because he's already told us. What the hell do you need to hear? What else do you need to, what else do we need to hear? There are no more questions that need to be asked. You defend yourself and protect the life that God gave you or you will die. If it comes to that. Or am I saying that we should go and kill police? No, I'm saying that you defend yourself against a terrorist who is coming to kill you. You defend yourself against black folks. You defend yourself against Mexicans. You attack, we attack black people. We attack Mexicans. We attack us. We, we all, we, man, we 10 toes down when it comes to murdering each other, when it comes to killing each other, when it comes to going at each other, we 10 toes down for that. But when it comes to us defending ourselves against someone who rightfully deserves to be fought against because they are seeking to kill us for no reason. Now you want to ask where Farrakhan at? No. Ain't nobody going to come and save us. We have to save ourselves. That's the, that's the point. Don't ask where the Black Panthers are. Don't ask where God is. Because Allah says in the Holy Quran that God saves a people who helps themselves. So are you waiting on God? God is waiting on you. I'm sitting here not begging nobody. We've been telling people to train telling people to exercise, telling people to organize, come out to these events, come to the mosque, come to this building, come to this, this community organizing meeting, come here, come here, get this free training, get this free martial arts training, come do this. Here, we're putting together these different groups that can get us jobs, these groups that can train you to be a truck driver so that you can get your own money, these groups so that we can establish black banks, these groups that are going towards establishing our own farms and grocery stores and everything. Where are you? Where are we? The ultimate solution, according to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, is separation from this enemy. Many of you are ready to kill, but you are not ready to die. And that's the reality that you will have to look at. You're real ready to kill somebody, but you're not ready to die for nobody. And that's very selfish of us. The Russians don't operate like that. The Chinese don't operate like this. The Jewish groups don't operate like this. If somebody attacks one of them, they surround the person. Police officers are not immune to justice. They are not immune to this. These are simply men and women, just like other men and women, who have been given authority over us like they have always been given authority over us. But the only person who has the sovereign authority over us completely is God, Allah, 
the most high, whatever you refer to as a supreme being. That is the only one who has the authority over us. But you have to, you have to protect yourself. You have to secure yourself. Stop killing yourself because only a damn fool kills soldiers within his or her own army. Every time they watch us murder each other, they laugh. They still call us niggas behind closed doors because that's what we act like. They still call us their niggas. And I'm not saying every police officer says this. However, it makes it very difficult for us to even question, are there good police officers? Are there good people? We don't want to hear about are there good white people, good police officers, good any of this. We're not interested in hearing about this no more. We don't care. We don't care. I can give a damn about what a white person thinks right now. Why? Why do I care? You don't care enough about us to use your white privilege to even the playing field. I don't care to hear apologies. We don't care. The mothers don't care right now. See, most people don't deal with families on the ground. And because of that, you don't actually feel the pain. But now you're feeling it a little more because you're seeing how blatant they are. Let me not lose these points. To the revolt team, when Sean King spoke, and, and I appreciate Van Lathan who spoke. I appreciate Sean King's words. I appreciate, uh, I think Jamie Foxx tried to get on, but his connection was really, really, really bad. So you couldn't hear what he was saying. Um, I appreciate our sister Tamika Mallory for speaking um, and, and anyone else who gave their sentiments, how they felt, the facts that they gave and what it is that they had to say. I appreciate that. However, I'd like to say this. Sean King made a statement. He made a number of statements, but this is one of the statements that he made. He said, these systems have to be torn down. He said, the system is working perfectly. The system is working exactly the way it was designed to work. The system is working exactly how it was destined to work, which is absolutely correct. But I'll say this, the systems don't have to be torn down. They have to be separated from. We are a little too busy trying to run into the houses of our former slave master. I'm not interested in being given a seat at a table that hates me, hates me to the very core. I'm not interested in tearing down this system. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in us establishing our own. Now, for those of you who want to be pessimistic and you'll try to say, well, what about this? How do we do all that? Raise it as a big, no, 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 no. Very simple. You have a little China in every major city. You have a little Armenia in every city. You have a little Cambodia in every city. You have a Jewish district in every major city in America. They have established little everything. All these different cities have been established. They are separate, but equal. They have their own nation within a nation. We can do the same. Don't sit here and just rely on one group. Get in. All right, that's Brother Reza. And I noticed I see some people in the, in the chat are debating about Farrakhan. Can we have one show where we give all our black leaders, whether you like them or not, a pass, no matter what they teach, all right? What I'm trying to show y'all is different perspectives from different people. Then we are going to invite people on and talk about solutions. What makes sense? Let's stop the hate because the nation of Islam has a lot of influence on a lot of people. As a matter of fact, Farrakhan is one of the only people, the young people still respect today. So relax. 
I see people putting Farrakhan and whatever. Leave it alone. If you can't put that aside, how are you going to unite with anybody else? How are you going to unite? We never going to agree on the same thing. Yo, I don't like you, man. You ADOS. I don't like you. You FBA. I don't like you. You follow young Pharaoh. I don't like you. You follow Reza Islam. I don't like you because you are Christian. I don't like you because you are Hebrew. Come on, man. Let's find something common in common that we can work with. This is why all y'all is stuck is backwards. Backwards. Now, look, we talk about Reza Islam. Let's go to young Pharaoh. See what he talking about. I just want to see what young Pharaoh talking about. I don't really care. I'm not a young Pharaoh fan. Yeah. I'm not a young Pharaoh fan. Well, let's see what he's talking about. Um... Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. The, the Masonic truth about police brutality. All right, let's see what he talking about. Let's see what the brother told me. Knowledge that you gang, gang. It's gonna hurt my nigga, my nigga. I repeat, Dr. Say, say. I think they murdered my nigga, my nigga. I be the stars like astrologers. Yeah, we hit the club. But that's strategical. And the reason I bring that up is because the laws was created by the Democratic Party. And the reason that I'm the reason that I'm I'm saying we don't know what buildings and architectural structures was was destroyed in order to build these ones. You know, we look at highways and freeways. Do you know how many acres and acres of trees had to be mowed down? You know what I'm saying in order to build this. So the reason that I say that is, you know, the world we live in today is testimony that there's a lost world that of yesterday that we have no not no full scope of knowledge of. And you know, when you look into this world we live in today, when when, when we look at the second segregational area and we look at the laws right see they blame the south on being racist but that's strategical and the reason i bring that up is because the laws was created by the democratic party and the reason that i'm the reason that I'm, I'm i'm honing in on a democrat is because this this shadow government this deep state government is the democratic party and uh, a lot of people don't know that the republican party was created by blacks it wasn't created by whites so you know the first 100 something Republican politicians were black. And what happened was the Democratic Party was being challenged politically in this country from, you know, doing their, carrying out their Masonic agenda. You know what I'm saying? And so what they did was they created the Ku Klux Klan and they've already confirmed under oath that the Ku Klux Klan is not only a Christian organization, it's a democratically created organization. And the reason that, that this is important is because the, the Democrats did not only have the Ku Klux Klan lynch black business owners to kill the competition, economically, they had them lynch black political figures to kill the competition politically. And so this is how blacks started voting Democrats because the, the Democratic Party basically used the KKK as a mob to intimidate blacks and black political figures to only vote for demographic, I mean, uh, uh, excuse me, democratic legislative viewpoints and policies. And, and so this is how black people became Democrats and this is how Republicans became solely white. And then what Democrats did to cover their evil tracks was in the history books and in the media, they paint the picture of the Republicans of being a party that actually is what they are. And with that being said, the, the Freemasons, I mean, uh, yeah, the Freemasons implemented the Ku Klux Klan into the lodge. And so this is why, you know, Ku Klux Klan members, they go by degrees. The leader of the Klan is called the Grand Wizard because the Ku Klux Klan is a Freemasonic organization.
And the original uniform of the Ku Klux Klan was a red and white uniform that I've showed in other lectures with a crescent moon and a star. That's the symbol of Islam. Islam is the symbol of the Eastern sect of Freemasonry, but Islam and the, I mean, the crescent moon and the star is also the symbol that we see above Baphomet's left hand and the five point star, which is the pentagram when it's upside down, which is the symbol of Satan on his head. So the, uh, the symbol of Islam actually is a Freemasonic symbol. And then what the Ku Klux Klan did was they gave that symbol to black Islamic Masonic figures that they used to penetrate the black community, such as the Nation of Islam and the Moore Science Temple and all these other entities. And then they adopted the Knights Templar cross that they got from Albert Pike, who Albert Pike was a 33rd degree Freemason and who he was a part of the uh, Knights of Templar. And so this is how the Ku Klux Klan you know, came to even look how they look today, let alone what they were created for. And so this brings us to where we are today. When the Ku Klux Klan successfully um, destroyed black businesses and black political figures, what they then went on to do was to join law enforcement, okay? And uh, law enforcement, AKA the police, AKA policy enforcers, police officers or police law enforcement, uh, they enforced the policies of majority you know, they, they must, excuse me, they enforce policies that are majority created by, I'm that, I mean, that are created in the majority by Democrats in the Democratic Party. And this is why people say that police is the KKK because they really are. And with the, uh, the reason that it's important to know that law enforcement uh, is, is a part of white supremacist groups to which the FBI even confirmed law enforcement, they say it has been infiltrated by uh, white supremacist groups, but really they join willingly and knowingly because what the Democratic Party does is to keep the black community from waking up and to keep the world distracted from their political crimes, such as pedophilia, you know, uh, satanic cult rituals, child sacrifice and cannibalism and all the things that they do. What they do is they have these Ku Klux Klan based, AKA Freemasonic agents who are half law enforcement, half white supremacists go and commit crimes on blacks or non-whites. And then after they have them commit the crime, they protect them in the judicial system. Meanwhile, they highlight the crime on the media in order to inflate, uh, or excuse me, inflammate racial tension and inflate violence in the country like we see here. And what do we see here? Uh, everything I just broke down, what did we just see? We just seen it happen. Anthony Weiner got caught sexting kids, Hillary Clinton and all kind of other political figures, uh, Podesta, all these people got caught in these email scandals, you know, pedophile scandals through WikiLeaks. And we starting to see the deep state for who they really are. We starting to see George Soros for who he really is, you know, paying agents to uh, influence these riots and things like that. But what did we see? We seen that the police set the city of Minneapolis on fire, not the people. It was blamed on the people. So these police killed a black man, the media blew it up, black people came outside along with white people to peacefully protest, and then the police sneakily set the city on fire. And what they're doing is they're trying to influence everybody to riot and to act uncivilized so that way they can have an excuse to usher in martial law. So, you know, life is a game of chess. The police are the pawns, the FBI are the knights, the military is the castles, the mainstream media are the bishops and the deep state, Illuminati, Bill Gates, uh, these royal families, all of these international global syndicates are the kings and the queens. All right, so I see what my brother is on. He's on exposing and going to Illuminati route and you know, saying the Illuminati is planning for martial law and all these different things. And I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, whoa, uh, some of you might say, oh, he's deep. 
I'm like saying, wow, I can't believe I've been listening to this for 20, 20 years. I've been hearing the same things over and over about the Illuminati and we still ain't seen no martial law yet. So at this point, I would say um, to my brother, um, young Pharaoh, we were, we heard this talk from you four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. I don't think we need to hear that talk right now. That's not, that's not doing anything. That, that right now is, is a scare tactics. There's no solution there for black people. How do you, how do you expose in the Illuminati stops police shooting? That's how, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to say. And I'm not going to hate on his viewership. He has a, he's very good at marketing. He's very good at graphics. Garfield is poor at those things. So Garfield will not get the viewership he gets no matter what good information I put out. All right. So I'm not even going to hate on the brother. Let's go to a Christian right now, talking to the police killings, because I wanted to touch on different people talking about it in different situations and how can we handle it as a people. Let's check out Brother Bereen, the Christian. Christian brother. A couple of seconds, make sure this thing don't kick me off. A lot of people wanna confuse spirituality with what's happening in the real world. And that's not how I look at things. I'm, you know, that's how come I often beat my other people in the head Bible thumpers and they know I got a good history of understanding how the religion has controlled people throughout time, not relationship with the most high God. But when we start going back and we look through different things that Israel went through, we can see that they were directly concerned with what their God was going to do about the situation they were in captivity and Babylon and Egypt, they called out to the Lord and the Lord heard their cry. In Babylon, we understand through history and the text that um, God allowed a thing to happen. The prophet, they got mad and the prophet said, y'all might as well get married and buy houses and have babies because y'all going to be here for a minute. And this is because of what you've done. I want to figure some things out. Is it some things that we have done? Then we got our European evangelicals and, and, and we got these, these, other, these other black pastors running around here. Funny that, I'm gonna get my conscious on right now. It's funny that pasta and masa sound the same. Then we got these other folk, they're, they're, they're telling us, oh, don't worry about it. Social justice is not what the, the true gospel is about. We pray in thy kingdom come, that will be done. So I got, I, got, I, got, I got some questions for the Bible thumpers, but we're gonna talk about the police killings. I want to talk about some police killings right now. And these folk don't know that enough is enough. They don't know folk, they don't know folk done got tired. They don't know, and they're gonna play themselves now. When I read Rick, and I know I, there's some things I see in Rick that I don't see in any other book. The Bible says, in the last days, nations shall rise against nations. And I understand the history of Charles Manson and different people attempting to start a race war. So I know these devils are playing chess, not checkers. I know these devils are slick. And, they got, and we, got, we got demonically controlled individuals. There's other things I understand. I understand the FBI has not been for my people in this country right here. J. Edgar Hoover was a, a, an occultist, Freemason, J. Edgar Hoover, and they were against my people, Yolanda. When I'm saying my people, I'm talking about people that look like me here in this country. These are realities. I read the Bible. I read the Bible open. I believe God is creator of all things. God allows some things, but men's hearts are evil. And I know there's been some wicked men. I can tell them, of course, Rick tells me by their fruits, shall ye know them. But I want to talk about um, some of these killings. Y'all see the situation, the brother that um, recently got killed by the hands of the police.
And I'm going to ask some serious questions. Folk going to run. They want to go run and call them other people. Let me say some things. When I say some things, right, I have white friends. Now, my white friends, not like your white friends. My white friends convicted felons. My white friends don't like the police either. My white friends like guns just like me. That's my white friends. Your white friends are a little different. I ain't got white friends running around telling me, Jesus still working out, don't talk about it. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't got them right there, Russ. Them, them, them ain't my type of friends. So before I start saying certain things, I want people to know that I got white friends. I like white people and I know this kingdom thing, when we start talking about the kingdom and God, it has nothing to do with color, but folk done played themselves. See that the police gonna play and they're gonna play and they're gonna play and they're gonna find out Nat Turner's back. They don't know hashtag we got hammers too. Hashtag long guns, hashtag there's been plenty black folk in the military, y'all gonna keep playing and playing and playing and playing yourself until some things happen. Now, I don't want the I don't want the the legal the legal um creature to call and and well, you gotta be careful, my brother. I can hear him right now. You gotta be careful in the way you're talking and stuff like that. Because the enemy is listening, the enemy is watching, and we got and we got and we got black folk out here that that's 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 riding for the enemy, riding with the enemy. Why? Because their mind have been trained in a certain type of way. So I, I don't feel bad when I see here people saying my name and saying certain things, what some people would argue, corning for the white man. I, will, I, I won't be upset, but I've seen some behavior by some, some Christians, oh, it doesn't make a difference, leave it alone. So we're going to talk and we're going to talk across the board. Police officers have been killing blacks in this country for the longest. They haven't been in our favor. We've seen that they have worked hand in hand with the Klan. A lot of people are upset and a lot of people are, 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 are saying certain things. Well, I, I'm concerned. And I've heard this from black Christians. I'm concerned that black Hebrew Israelites, good to see you, LT. I'm concerned that black Hebrew Israelites are joining the police department and Crips, and it was a whole big article that Crips were in the military. Why are y'all worried about that? Georgia Bureau of Investigation, GBI, then the South, y'all done had state troopers, y'all done been had on police officers that was Klan men. Up, up north in the penitentiary officers that got tattoos on them with a black baby on the new with a noose around their neck. Stop it. This is what make these folk hypocrites. This is what make these folk hypocritical. These people are problems. They're problems. Now they're upset because a lot of folk don't want to just sit around and say, listen, Jesus is going to work it out. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. And I seen something homegirl put up there. I had I you know, she she brought she said, suppose back in the days everybody just sat back with German slavery in the 1800s and just said, That's okay, when Jesus comes, he'll work it out. He'll, he'll work it out, everything is gonna be all right. We gotta make steps in a certain direction. And anybody that claimed that they're for God and for the kingdom of God and doing to others, and you know all of that good stuff that your Jesus talking about. I'm talking about you white evangelicals right now. Yo, Jesus talking about, if you're not doing that, we got a problem with you. We think you're part of white Christian supremacy. That's all it is. That's all it is. Now, this isn't race baiting or anything because these people have so insulated themselves. You can't say white people. You can't say that word no more. That's a bad word. You can't say white people. And then you can't say Zion. You can't say Jew. You can't say certain words because they have so insulated themselves. That's part of the game and the propaganda. And they're riding politics and everything. with really told them I was live. I don't know why they would do that. I, caught, they, I, I thought I had my thing off. Maybe I don't have it off for everybody. But but these are things that we got to look at. Oh, uh, and people are going to want, they're going to hope that this video gets to these other people. This 
maximum we're talking about. Listen to the stuff he say. He's not a good Christian. Because in order to be a good Christian, you got to shut your mouth, keep your mouth shut, shut, and go with whatever the white man is doing. Just go with it. I don't need white folk to talk right now. If you white and you married to somebody that's black, come on in because you don't show them proof. If you black and you put and you white and you put in work, you show you put in work, you can talk. But we don't need white folk coming in this conversation right here, right now. And, and I'm not going to hell for saying that. He said, because there's a problem with a lot of us in religion, there's a problem with a lot of us in the Bible and, and, and justice and, and, and what's the right thing to do? Matter of fact, let me stop right here for a minute. With God, I'm asking y'all, Yolanda, you, you, it's some Bible rush, Yolanda, Israel, y'all can't even say nothing because if y'all say anything about white people, y'all already know all of y'all, all of y'all is on the feds list. I'm going to get on there messing with y'all, but all of y'all is already on the feds list because y'all already want white people to be your slaves in the kingdom. That's why a lot of, that's why a lot of them people want to bunch y'all together. They don't want to separate. They don't want to look at things that they know the average person is not thinking. There's a lot of Bible believers that's not thinking out here. Y'all just believe, da-da, and y'all like magic. The old folks used to have principles, and it wasn't even in the Bible. They say, you make one step, God will make two. You got to do some things. There's some stuff that we got to do out here, and it's some of of us that's sick of these police doing what they want to do. Now, my thing is, have these police officers disqualified themselves from living on this planet? Have they disqualified themselves from murder? Because they keep killing, they keep killing, they keep killing, and they're gonna wait till they're gonna wait till somebody, people, individuals make it unsafe for them to sit in a police car. And I'm not, and I, I got black cops that's friends, but these folk can't do what they want to do. You can't just keep killing. Now, some people argued, well, his foot was on his neck. Well, it's manslaughter. If we look back in the last 25 years of the black people that have died at the hands of the police officers in this country, something got to be murder. Something got to know y'all going to argue for manslaughter. Oh, well, what do y'all want? They lost their jobs. The four officers lost the jobs. How much more do you want? The city, we don't, we don't give his mama a million dollars. Y'all wasn't even getting that 30 years ago. So now black people getting rich off of police brutality. The hood, there's coops in the hood right now because people have got beat up in jail and they just sued the jail. They done got beat up by police officers in the street. So they're suing and they get money. So, okay, you black people getting, y'all getting some cars and getting some houses off of suing police departments all over. But these cops are losing jobs and going somewhere else and being on the force again. It's a spirit that's at work. But I'm afraid that they're going to release another spirit. Like I said, the spirit of Nat Turner ain't in, in oh, 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 that attitude to fight, that attitude is still down here. And they're going to stir it up in some individuals to get out here and make some things happen. That's the problem. They think everybody that's black that got guns, they just shooting at each other. And we're going to talk about black on black crime. Because I'm tight and we should be tight of what we're seeing going on in Chicago and everywhere else. We should be tight of all of this stuff. I got to read this. Proverbs said, brother, keep talking about the, um, the good cops, but the good cops not some, ooh, wait, why did I even read that? Good Christian officers. Officers know other officers are lying on police reports, but they can't be known as snitching because you go, go to another police station, it follows you just like in the penitentiary if you're a snitch. They, they're living by the same codes, don't snitch. They're scared for their own lives. What the other officer said, she, I think she went to the student department. They said, listen, well, on my on my on my calls, they don't, they're not even rushing to my calls. Like they don't even mind if I get hurt on the job. They're not rushing like they if they would rush for a white officer. 
So we got officers that's not speaking up. We got officers that's good, holy ministers, and they still not gonna speak up because it's part of the culture and they don't feel that they can really, what, what would me speaking up do besides lose my mortgage, lose my job, and they'll probably threaten me because we got violent demonic gang members that's working on police force forces across the country, racist devil worshipers that's working on the police force. Now, what are we gonna do about them? If they disqualify themselves now, nobody is saying get out in the street and kill police officers, but boy, these cops ain't gonna, they, gonna, they gotta know, listen, we can't just have this young girl on the ground kicking her and punching her and doing what we want and this crowd of men standing around and ain't nobody gonna do nothing. They gonna start hearing them, it's gonna, it's, it's not being, it's not gonna be good. Let's just put it that way. It's not going to be good, but they but they know that they have to back into the government, the mayor, the president. They This is a spirit that's come down from the top. They know that they can do it. This is why we got a problem. They know that they can do it. Somebody said the KKK is interested and the KKK been in the police force, been in the feds, been in GBI. It, oh, oh, not just in state troopers, been not just recently, been back in the days. There was a place you could stay that was safe. The, 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 um, the Klan would call the police, listen, we riding tonight. Most of the time, the sheriff and them down with the Klan, if they ain't got the hood, when they pull up, they're still Klan members. They just not wearing their hood, but they know who's under them hoods. And that spirit ain't left here yet. So there's some, there's some things that's going to happen. You police this day, let me decree this day, y'all going to stop that nonsense. Y'all going to stop that nonsense because there's a people that's going to take it to another level. We're going to take it somewhere that y'all don't want it to go. I promise you, we're going to take it somewhere y'all don't want it to go. Now, I'm not saying that to stir some unstable minds, but there are individuals that's willing to lay down there. Listen, greater love is no, what's the greatest thing that I can lay down my life for another? There's people that's willing to lay down their lives. There's people that's willing to lay down their lives. The, the madness has got to stop. And this isn't, this has nothing to do with racism or hatred or anything like that. But enough, I, I believe enough is enough. Now, what are we going to do? Because we can sit there and say, well, I ain't going to Walmart. I'm mad right now. What can we do before it goes to, before it goes to that other stuff, that anarchist cookbook, before it goes to explosive, before it goes to snipe, before it goes to really, really bad stuff? What, what do y'all, I'm wondering, what do y'all think should be done? What do y'all think should be done? And like I said, when we talk like this, people would automatically think that, oh, it's black against white. No, it's not black against white because there's some white folks that's disgusted with this. There's plenty of white folks that's disgusted with this. And why is that? Because they understand, they understand the propaganda through this race thing. They understand what the elites are doing. They understand this is just another tool in the toolbox. So we got to talk about certain things of race, war, new world order, and propaganda. Because these are tools that they use. But a lot of people don't see it because you were Christian, because you read the Bible, because you're a believer, because you're Israel. That don't mean that you understand how the devil is at work or what on Second Corinthians 4 and 4 would call the God of this world. The devil is a, oh, the devil is sharp with it. He's sharp with it. He's got a people and he's got an agenda and he's working his agenda. He's working his plan out. Now, the crazy thing is the people that are not saying anything, there's whites that's out there that call themselves Christians that's benefiting off of being the dominant culture and they're not saying anything. Are they good Christians? This is what I'm talking about. Y'all want to talk about black folk and Christians. And what black Christians are. are they good Christians? Here's a fair question right now. Because we got white, like I said, at Underground Railroad, we white folk was, it was us and white folk. 
It was us, and we, we couldn't have done it without white folk. That's how come I'm calling out, come out, come out, wherever you are, all the good white Christians. I ain't, I ain't think about what you're calling them. That's not the thing. Woke movement, that stuff is not it. And what that other fool, I had to, I had to block that other fool. That could do what that other fool name is. He talking about, well, the unrighteous are going to do what the unrighteous do. Boy, listen, we living in a country where we can vote and we can make some things happen. We got social media and we got a voice. It's time to unite. No, that's wrong. He's telling black people to unite. That's wrong. Right now, right now. Let me ask you. We're, we're glassing. I see glassing. I see. Is it time right now? Is it time to put down to put down the banging? Forget about what Sinetta believe. Forget about what Polite believe. Forget about what Kevin Wesley believe. Forget about what Phil Valentine believe. And all the nation is on it. All of them. And listen, all get together and be like, yo, enough is enough. Y'all play yourselves. Take it. Where y'all going to take it? Where y'all finna take? Oh, subs, what's going on, man? Man, I tried to call you yesterday. How can I get? I, oh, I, the other phone is in the room. I'll pull the other phone up, brother. I was on your, I was on your, I was on your channel. The, I was on your channel the other night. That's my man. Jump on his channel, y'all. Sometimes his tongue slip, but but listen, I, I, I'm not offended with some bad language. I'm in a barbershop. They stayed talking bad language. I ain't going about it there. But what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I'm not letting this thing ride. These people think we're gonna let it ride. We're not gonna let this thing ride. Hashtag boy, play yourself. Let them play they self. Ain't nobody out here playing with these devils. Berean, this Berean talking right now. Let them minions go run and make a video off of this. Y'all wanna get jumping? Y'all wanna get y'all channel jumping? Let them let them go run calling the feds right now. Y'all keep playing yourselves, boy. We willing to die for this thing. We gonna die for this. People have died all the time, but let me ask y'all a question. I wanna ask y'all a question right now. Can believers, I'm talking about believers, Yolanda. Now, I love the Lord with all my heart, full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in another tongue. Can, would God call for death in this hour? Would God call for death in this hour? I'm no black Israel militia hate group. Y'all go, y'all go run down on them Klan men in Tennessee. Y'all go run down on them, on them white militias. Y'all go run down on them and start bothering them and stop asking and stop bothering me for talking to my people. But but I'm asking the question though, would God call for killing? Say that now y'all can't fool me. Y'all can't fool me with that book. Y'all can't fool me with that book. I love the book. The book is the word of God. But I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. Oh, I'm gonna give that brother some, I'm gonna give that brother a blessing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say something y'all right. Would God call for killing? Oh, Berea, you know better, thou shalt not kill. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I read that part of the Bible, but I turned down a few more pages. He said, go in the land and kill everybody. Oh, well, that was the bloodline was taken. Uh, listen, I know all of the arguments, but there have been times that either God went through it or God has commanded it himself in our book. Oh, I forgot, we only like the last part of the book. People are ready to do some different things. People are ready to do from emotions. You shouldn't really jump and move in your, your, your it, it, it's getting dangerous. What would Jesus do? I don't know. Them people are Christians. Why would they ask Jesus before they started doing some of the stuff they was doing? All these Christians that's doing all this killing. I think that's fear. I think that was a fair question. I don't know. I didn't drink any coffee. I took my pills. But I'm just saying, we there's some, there's some hard things we got to deal with. Now, of course, I'm not, and people are going to unsubscribe because, you know, a good a good Christian man shouldn't talk like this. I tell you all, I am used to be a pastor. I ain't no pastor no more, but I'm telling you right now, there's some black men that did, 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 did some fed up. There's some righteous people that's fed up. Because I got some Hispanic brothers that's like, yo, this is not right. Like I said, some white brothers, yo, this is not right. So don't, let's not fool ourselves and make it about a color thing. But there's some people that's pushing that agenda, and that agenda is the dominant agenda in America. 
No, it's not like I think I got some change. It's not like I, I didn't have a dollar for the coffee. Thank you. Let me read Gen um um Jay Parker. Good to see you, man. Genesis nine and six. Is Apostle in here? I'm gonna get the Apostle on. We gonna get we gonna get the mind of God on some of this stuff from the kingdom and the kingdom perspective. That's how come we gotta talk kingdom. And that's how come I, that thing stirred me in my spirit when we start talking and people running around out here talking about well they nation building or they kingdom building. You're a holy people. That's us. They ain't talking about the Israel. You leave. Shut up with that. Israel, the church is the, the church is God's chosen and all this other nonsense. Genesis 9 and 6, whosoever sheddeth man's blood by man, but his blood shall be shed for his image. Thank you, brother. Officers got to die. If they don't die, if they don't, I'm talking about when, when we say die, they need to be tried in court, due process of the law. We think that's murder. They're going to argue it for, they'll probably go and they'll go ahead and they'll argue it on for manslaughter. Most likely they'll do that. And people will say, well, if you start trying officers, what's going to happen in the country? It's going to be anarchy because officers are going to second guess themselves and they're not going to want to pull the trigger. I'm going to get to some other stuff when I talk about pulling that trigger. Black people, in all fairness, in all fairness, are we creating an atmosphere? Because I done had to shoot some black folk out here. <laughs> Not black folk that made me shoot y'all before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but some of y'all do some stuff to make folk want to pull them hammers out. Now, the question comes up now, and I'm trying to be fair in everything. Dollar sign Berea teacher, if y'all wanna, if y'all wanna give us a dollar, but 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 I gotta be fair in everything. I remember when something happened at the store and it was an argument, and then that man said, Oh, he gonna get that thing up and again, I pulled back up. Next thing I know the cops was out there. I came, something told me to look out the door. I looked out the door. I see bad people creeping around the corner, a van full of them. I jump in the truck. I'm gone. I'm way down. I'm gone somewhere else. I'm, I'm walking out. I'm in the white neighborhood. Howard Beach. I'm out there. And I'm way out there now. And I got out the car. All these cops started jumping out of unmarked cars. And from everywhere, they came and they jumped all on top of me. And I couldn't breathe. I wasn't fighting them. I couldn't breathe. And I'm just like, yeah, man, you just better calm down right now. A peace came over me. And I just was calm. And then all of them got up on top of me, but while six, seven of them, and they weren't saying racist stuff, they weren't doing, but they were so heavy on top of me, I couldn't breathe. When they finally got up after the handcuffs was on, there was no struggling. Black folk, just, just, just go and get it on with them in the courtroom. Give you time, go and get it, come, you know, go back, give them time, come down on appeal. So I got up and I was like, yo, I could have really died at that time because so many of those officers were on me, not saying that they were racist officers. And when I got up, I was like, my glasses, the other officer was going to look at me and step right over my glasses and kept it moving. I said, I hate these devils. But in all actuality, are we do, do, do we create an atmosphere that's time for you to get arrested? Nobody want to go to jail. If they're going to put the handcuffs on, let them put the handcuffs on you and go and get it on in the courtroom. Don't sit there with all of the fighting and the carrying on. If they're taking you in, you're going in one way or another. I told y'all before, I'm not, if Pookie and them is out there blowing hammers at the cops, stuck up the store and doing all this craziness, I'm not, and, and they end up dying in the shootout, I'm not going and protesting. I'm not going and protesting. Have we created an atmosphere? And why aren't we mad when there's killing in our hood? We got, I got to, I got to keep it 100. I got to keep it a buck with y'all. Why not? We, why we, why we're not mad when it's killing an unable, when we just mad when these white cops blowing their hammers. We should be mad with all of the killing in Chicago, all this killing in Brooklyn. Come on, Florida, y'all out of control. Duval County, some of you, somebody in Duval County need Jesus. I'm telling y'all right now. But y'all ain't going to believe that. What are we going to do with this stuff? 
And that's the first thing, and that's fear if the white Christians say, well, you didn't bring that up when you said that, Maria, I saw you live, and can I just, and they know they could talk to me. I'm a cool dude, y'all can talk to me. Um, We gotta be mad, come on, Becca, we gotta, y'all know Becca down in California, y'all ain't got no, y'all ain't been, ain't had no sense. And y'all got hammers. Cause remember through all of this stuff, the gun show's been open. Convicted, everybody got hammers. I urge Christians to get hammers. The white Christian brethren, our white Christian brethren got plenty of ARs. They said, they said gun sales among people of African descent with this whole COVID thing and stuff is going up. And I urge y'all to buy guns. But do y'all know what to do when y'all get these guns or y'all out here acting crazy? These are things that we must address. That's all. I, I'm just here. This is just a channel for us to get out here and address some things. I don't know what my attitude should be towards some of my Christian brothers and sisters that's trying to tell me, even my black brothers and sisters that's trying to tell me, don't worry about that. Don't discuss that. Actually, you know, when Jesus come back, he's going to straighten that out. I like what, like I said, I like what that sister Nephi post on that thing. Shout out to her. Well, suppose that would have been the attitude in the 1800s. We'd have still been in slavery. Sometimes you got to make some folk. You got to tell some folk, listen to this. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you molesting me. I'm tired of you stepping on my foot. I'm tired of you doing what you do. And some folk, you got to turn around. You got to show them. You gotta, And it's okay. Now, remember, I'm Pentecostal. I'm an ISG Texan. All of the violence, take about they play themselves. They're going to say, them dudes did those. All right, this is a, it's a new breed of these believers out here. They say they believe the Bible and they love Jesus, but we can't control them like we controlled them Christians in the past. Some of them, because we've always had some anointed, ignorant Christians that be like, mm -mm, I don't care what scripture y'all using. God, I don't feel that in my spirit. We got to start telling them, folks, y'all might call yourselves Christians, but what you talking about, I don't feel it in my spirit. And this is just the season that we're in. You know, my classes, my class is getting ready to start. I do what I do, but it's, listen, I'm not playing with these folk. And it's a whole bunch of people that's not playing with them folk. There you have the Christian point of view, my brother Bereen, a little radical Christian type. That's my big bro right there. You know what I'm saying? All right. So now we're going to listen to Captain Tazaria. And um, when Sarnetta interviewed him a couple of days ago, 23 minutes, check it out. Check out what, what the brother Tazaria talking about. Y'all love you some Tazaria. Check it out. Hold on. Let me do this. Let me do this. All right. Go ahead. That's what's up, all the way from Orlando, baby, in East St. Louis, New York, NYC. That's how we do it. Song and a TV, what's up? You're from Toronto, Canada. Nice to be here. Song TV. Yo, shout out to Sarnetta TV. Yo, it's Brian right here. And don't forget, stay fit all day, yeah? Yo, shout out to Netta TV. We out here. You heard, baby, big bit. Shout out to Sarnetta TV. <laughs> shout out to Sarnetta. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Shout out to Sarnetta. Sarnetta TV. Sarnetta TV. Good looking. Thanks for the shout out. Appreciate y'all. Shout out. Sarnetta TV. Sarnetta TV. The one and only. Shout out to Sarnetta TV. Shout out to Sarnetta TV. Hey, Sarnetta TV. How's it going? Sarnetta TV. Spider-Man. Sarnetta TV. What's up? Sarnetta TV. We're here in Times Square. Sarnetta TV. Sarnetta TV? I saw that on TV. 
Sarnetta TV was was good, you know. Shout out to Sarnetta TV. Sarnetta. 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 TV. The one and only. Sarnetta. Let me tell you something. I watch you all the time. Thank you for the information you be putting out. Like, you are really great. Yo, yo, yo. One, two, one, two. Peace and Black Power family. Welcome to another Sarnetta TV. House of Consciousness production, you already know what it is. I'm here with Captain Tazoriak of ISUPK in the building. Came through before he head on out to Puerto Rico. And um, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. The first question I have for you, brother, is um, let's talk about the situation that's going on in Minnesota right now. You know, talk about that. Okay, so, all right. So everybody's aware, you know, the cop does what the cops do. You know what I mean? Like the cop... There's no such thing like it's it's a sad situation, tragic situation for the families and stuff like that. But it's the consistent reminder whenever we think we can get a little comfortable with living with this oppressor, they always give us that reminder that you can. So of course the brother got killed out there. It's been number right. I don't know if you've seen the video footage, but it ain't not been number right side since they happened. You know they they messing with the police. Did you see? Did you see they surrounded the cop killers? The the, the cop's house. See the video? Listen, there's video. This sister, when I say cops surrounding. Oh, you mean the cops is being the one surrounded? The cop, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, so the cop that killed the, the yeah, to protect him. I mean, so when you remember that movie, Malcolm X, when them cops were standing in front of them, they were surrounded like that. It, I mean, in formation, surrounding, protecting his house. Now, they wouldn't have to protect this house if they just locked his ass up. Instead of just firing him. That's what I mean when I say that what the mayor did by firing him is not even a good enough gesture. It would have been better gesture for him to be locked up. Well, the mayor, well, the, mayor the mayor is not the one who can lock you up, bro. Okay, so the sheriff, whoever, whoever's in charge of the police commit, the police commissioner, they could call for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once they got fired, he could have arrested him the way they wouldn't have to surround the house now because he's in jail. And then the worst thing that black people be able to do is rally in front of the prison saying, don't let him out. But they're always going to protect their own. What 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 people you know... Now, remember, he's a fired police officer. He's not a hired police officer. So the cops are protecting a civilian at the end of the day because they don't have the job. But they're making sure that they protect their own because a black, white... Excuse me, a black life... Excuse me, white life matters to white people. We have to make sure, if we really gonna do something, listen, I should be K's mantra, and I wanna shout out uh, Officer Kadash. I sent you the footage. They've been on the front lines through this whole thing out there in Minneapolis. Shout out to him, uh, Rakabia, all the brothers that's out there, because I should be K has been saying separation has been the solution. There's a way you carry yourself. There's shout a way you conduct a... Yeah, my son, is. I heard my son is out there yeah. too, so shout out to my son. So separation, is really the only cure to avoid these type of discrepancies. Every city has their own village. You don't see this going on in Chinatown. 
They got their own city. You don't see this going on in the Jewish town. They got their own community. So we can do the same thing. The reason why it seems so far-fetched is so unbelievable when we say these things to black people is because we've been living under this oppressor for so long. We can't fathom that we could have our own. We can have our own identity. We can have our own environment. We can have our own stores. We can have our own everything. So it's an unfortunate situation out there, but it's one that's never not going to happen. Like this, whatever, whatever's the outcome of this situation right here, it's not going to change the narrative. Like, don't ever, don't let nobody get comfortable now they done fire these guys. Now that mean every white racist white person across America is now going to stop because this guy got fired. Like, oh, I might lose my job. Oh, I might do this. No, all this is going to do is make them turn up to even turn us on, turn on us more. So now we have to turn up and be together more, be united more. So now we ain't just filming. Now we'll see the story where a brother see some cat getting choked out and he may just stop it. Yeah. You can make a citizen's arrest. You see something like that, you might go to jail for a couple of days or something like that. But but just like you see how that mayor ended up or the, or the commissioner ended up firing him, they'll see that and they'll see that as justifiable defense because what he was doing was clearly illegal. Right. So we got to look at things like that. You know what I mean? So. What do you think about now that is um, the people are finding out that he have a white fiance and he have a baby by her? Did you know that? No, yeah, he got a baby by her. So that right there, some people saying um, we don't need to support him now. And I would say, well, brother, that's not the message that we pose a sin. It ain't about, like you said earlier, the police ain't get him because he had a white girl. You know, what is your take on that? When, um, when uh, a Kai girlie got killed by that Chinese police officer, right? The, the, a Kai girl that was just walking down the staircase, the Chinese police officer shoots him. The Chinese people that supported him didn't say, well, he was wrong for shooting him, even though he got found guilty. You know what they did? They pressed that black attorney to where that black attorney made sure that the Chinese cop did no time, even though he was found guilty of the crime. When white people commit a crime or an act, and let's say if they're dealing with a black, black man, black woman, or something like that, they don't ever say, they don't ever look at whatever he did, he or she did personally to say, we're not gonna support them because of that. What they look at is what is the travesty that happened to them? When 9-11 fell, they didn't say, okay, well, they deserved it because they was criminals or something like, nobody said that. They said, we gotta have vengeance for those that committed crimes against us is what they said. So now we can't look at this brother's poor misfortune or lack of understanding of not sleeping with white women to now take away from the white officer that killed him. Because the white officer didn't see him with the white woman and say, I'm gonna choke you out because you with this white woman. The white officer did it because he was a black man and I oppress black people daily. Even the cop that was standing next to him that clearly sees him doing an illegal chokehold for five minutes that did nothing, does not know his background. That's no different than what they do with Mike Brown. And here's the narrative, we gotta always remember this here. They can't paint a, 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 a vile picture of this brother in Minnesota, meaning the media. Because if the media could paint a vile picture of this brother, they would have already done it. When Mike Brown got killed, the first thing they said was he stole some Swisher Sweets from the store. The cop that shot him didn't know that he stole the Swisher Sweets from the store. He shot him because white people shoot black people. So now the brother jogging down the street, 
they try to say he was robbing and then try to put some other video. The only thing I am good about the one good, one occasional for the a moment good white person was, he said that the, uh, everybody came and looked at it. Remember they tried to put the footage where he was scoping out the new house or whatever. And the white guy said, everybody has done that looking at the work done. So what the black guy did wasn't different than any other black guy. Excuse me, any other person, random person. So what black people got to do is not fall for the banana in the tailpipe, I call it. Meaning when white people oppress or kill or murder black people, we start looking for something to vilify the victim. We shouldn't vilify him at all. He made a mistake. We don't. You think he the only black person ever slept with a white woman, got a kid by a white woman? That should not now be the narrative to make you forget that he got killed by some racist devil, and we need to pray that all white people die. That shouldn't stop that. We shouldn't stop that. All right. Okay. Now, moving to the situation with the white woman in Central Park. I'm sorry. I'm in the Ramble, and there is a man, African-American, who has a bicycle helmet. He's recording me and threatening me and my dog. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, brother Onk? What are you eating, man? Pork fried rice with um, nice chicken pork dumplings from the Chinese store. Cause we, cause we from Wuhan, China. <laughs> we from Wuhan, Georgia. <laughs> what's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm, I'm eating some grilled chicken, man. You know what I'm saying? Staying away from the fried food. Now we do. <laughs> yeah. Some good grilled chicken. That's what's up. Yeah. Grilled. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, what it do, man? Yeah, I'm here, here, man. Here in the struggle, man. We're doing our thing. I want to say shout out to the people that's joining in, by the way. People going back to work and you know, a lot of different people and everything. But um, yeah, man, I think Captain was talking some stuff a while ago. I'm gonna get into that lady in in, in uh in, in, in Central Park. Did you hear about that one with the lady in Central Park talking about how the black man she gonna call the cops and say an African American man is trying to attack her or whatever. Did you hear about it? No, I didn't hear about it. So what happened? Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right here. Hold on. And this was, <laughs> well, it's not funny, but it shows you what white privilege is. But let's listen to it. We shouldn't vilify him at all. He made a mistake. We don't, you think he the only black person ever slept with a white woman, got a kid by a white woman. That should not now be the narrative to make you forget that he got killed by some racist devil. And we need to pray that all white people die. That shouldn't stop that. We shouldn't stop that. All right. Okay. Now, moving to the situation with the white woman in Central Park. I'm sorry. I'm in the Ramble, and there is a man, African-American, who has a bicycle helmet. He's recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man. I'm in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my Sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man into the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone Please don't come close to me. Please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Going on that. That was that was amazing. Number one, I didn't. I couldn't see it. What happened? What was it, Garfield?
What was it going for him? Yeah, hold on, hold on one second now. All right, so this is what happened. The lady goes into Central Park. She has her dog. Her dog is off the leech. She's in an area in Central Park. You're not supposed to have your dog off the leech. She now threatens homeboy and says um, um, that she's going to call the cops and say that an African-American man is threatening her. That's what she says. So this is why he asked her, could you please just put your dog? And she said, I'm going to call the cops and tell him. So he's like, go ahead, call the cops. So she's, he's videotaping her the whole time in the situation. So she calls the cops and put on this app, man. When I mean this act, she starts saying, oh, he's trying to, he's trying to attack me, y'all. This man is threatening me. And, you know, let's, let's, hold on a second. Let me just play it one more time. Okay. Now, moving to the situation with the white woman in Central Park. It's on the I'm screen. sorry. I'm in the Ramble, and there's a man, African-American, who has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my Sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Please stop. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Going on that. That was that. Did you see it, Unc? Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you think about that, man? That's a person with some real mental problems right there. Yeah. Out of their mind. They're definitely not functioning normal. Something is absolutely wrong with them. Right? Absolutely. You can just tell, yo, like it's some crazy. It's crazy. And she was almost about to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was literally having a mental breakdown. I mean, she feared. She, 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 she feared that man. Like, yeah, something wrong with her, yo. <laughs> it's, not, it's not functioning normal, yo. You rarely see normally functioning human beings do that. Now, you got people that make up lies and shit. But to die out of nowhere and be that afraid of a person, yo. Yeah, and then start to lie behind it. Yo, she was really thinking that man was going to do something to her. Because she's something her mind not functioning right. That's crazy, yo. It, she, she belongs in a, a, a mental institution. Huh. That's, cra that's crazy, yo. Yeah. What do you think? I think I think you're letting her off the hook. She ain't crazy. I think Let off the hook. Man, Yo, man she need to be locked the fuck up in a mental institution. <laughs> Hold on a second, by the way. Too. Hold on in one second. Let me get. Let me get. Let off the hook. <laughs> now, when you say mental institution, you're letting her off the hook, man. I'm, I, what I would say is that she's being who she is. She feels she's privileged. So, how dare an African American man come and tell her that? And tell her what? Put the dog on leash? 
Yeah, I don't care. You know, so so now she decides to call her buddies. You know, um, she feels that if she call the cops, the cops might end up doing something to homeboy. So that's what it is. But the one, one, one another part of the story is she she the brother said um we should leave her alone and he hopes nothing bad happened to her. I'm like, oh man, are you serious? Yeah. So what you mean what, leave her alone? What you mean leave her alone? Leave her alone, hope because you know she lost her job and all this stuff. Yeah, her job fired her and everything. Dang. I mean, but he he there at the scene, yo, and he's seen more than what we seen. Um, you, you you get the point I'm trying to make? Mm-hmm. Like like some some shit just not natural, bro. Like like some shit is just not what a everyday old function homo sapiens sapiens would do. You, you, you ever been around a person, yo, that that not only lock their doors, be petrified and start crying and shit? You ever seen that before? I'll never forget it. We was walking past uh, some cars, right? The white lady in the car, she broke one of them. She was petrified. We stopped and looked at her. Yo, she started crying and shit. That's not normally what people do, bro. You, you, get, you get what I'm saying? I know we, I know everybody, rah, 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 they go hungry again. I ain't saying she shouldn't be locked up and arrested for that shit, file a false report, or call a 911. Like, absolutely, that got to be with that. Right. Absolutely, you cannot. You can't do it. And if you need some fucking help, okay, we'll get you some fucking help, but you can't do that. You can't be running around doing that. Police running in the motherfucker end up shooting the dude and all that crazy. Nah, you cannot call 911 because you're not your fucking mind. Yeah, they're trying to There's make it. There's a place for people like you. They're trying to make it a crime in New York. They're trying to vote on it actually right now. Nah, the, the issue is she, she got white privilege. So she feels if she call the cops, then it puts you in a, in a situation where, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this because they're going to have my back. Well, one thing for sure, we don't know, dude. Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's up, um, Haskell Forty Five? You're under your different Waterford General. What's up, man? What's up? Yeah. What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Oh man, he on some shit. Once he said good afternoon, it's a wrap. What's no, up? What's up? <laughs> nah, man. Always civility. All right, so what's up? What do you think with this white woman now? Because I know you call it disagree with her. Yo, yo, where you going? Oh, okay. Uh, me? Yeah, go ahead, Haskell. Haskell there. You. Hello, uh, he right here. I got, I got, I got Mumu in the building. What's up, Mumu? Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs>
Yo, you guys can hear me? Yeah, go ahead, General. Waterford. Yeah, yeah what's up, man? No, no, no. I was just saying that um I'm 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 kind I'm glad to see the people out there, you know, because we always ask one another, like, yo, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And you know, we always accuse each other just talking. And I know there's some opportunists out there doing stupidness, which is that's always gonna happen. But um the cause of the people is righteous. And the entire system acts in concert. And that's why I see that woman calling the police um, on the guy because she know that's her backup. And when she putting on all the extra theatrics, you know, that's the kind of arouse that type of, um, I guess the fear in the police. So when they come out, that guy don't even realize what how dangerous of a situation he was in. You know, him seeing one combat now and is defending her, you know that Garfield? Did, yeah. you, did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's defending her now. He's like, yo, you guys are taking it to. He doesn't realize he could have been George Floyd. Because if she's on the on the phone call, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> and the dispatch communicates that same type of sentiment to the to the police officers. And they're coming out there thinking, oh my God, this woman is possibly under attack. Yo, you could have easily been George Floyd. And sometimes I just don't know. It's something about all of us. And you know, I, I try to restrain myself and realize that a lot of the things that we see in others that we critique, a lot of it is in us too. You know what I'm saying? Um, like we don't have the stomach to really accept these people for who they are. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm glad to see the young people out there, man. And, and I'm glad for see. No, I'm gonna lie. There you go. Yeah, and then, and oh, Ankh, Ankh, man, I had, Ankh, you know I gotta, I gotta get on you, bro. Uh, about this, this, um, this piece of crap Trail this 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 trailer ape um medical examiner right that that piece of that piece of garbage um you know and, and this is the point that I always make all the time I know you guys think I just call to give trouble but a lot of times I'm trying to kind of um drive a point home and and when I say all the time that science is only so good as the premises that it's based upon, right? When we're talking about the theoretical sciences, right? And 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 um, cause of death is one of them, because how would y'all like to say all the time? Technically, everybody dies of of um of heart of cardiac arrest, you know, if we're being technical. So when a medical deter when a medical examiner makes a determination of what caused death. You know, it's really up to their discretion in, in, in a large way. And this guy is going to imply that um, the guy was on uh, what do you call intoxicants. And it was that and because of hypertensive, I mean, rubbish. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Don't say rubbish. That's funny. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I mean, I mean, it's insulting to our intelligence.
Thanks, man. For, for, I, I, right, can, can I respond? Can I respond to that real quick? Yeah, Let absolutely. Yeah, no, no matter what, I'm going to always stick with science because science is the only way we can get to the truth. Now, all the statements you made was almost true. One, you got one medical examiner, right? He looked at the situation, examined the body, and he came out with his findings. He did that. I'm not even arguing with his damn findings because I'm not there. I'm not a medical examiner. I don't know what they have to go through to put, produce those autopsies. Now, the next thing, which is very, very important, is that the family get autopsies. And that's exactly what they did. So now we have an independent away from the melee and the police this and all our work with the medical examiner office that is tied to the government and the police. We get away from that. We use the science again. They can get two, three more autopsies, right? And then they can all look at it to see what they come up with. This is important not to run away from science because the first scientist does not agree with you. That's important. Because if you run away from the science, then your ass is great. You, science can only defeat science, bro. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, everybody needs to shut the hell up. The lady, the family are very intelligent. They have gotten a second opinion on the damn situation. We will absolutely find out whether he had drugs in his body or not. We will absolutely find out whether he suffocated or not. We're going to figure it out. We're going to find out, right, whether or not the examiner was making up shit. Like I always said, bro, scientists can make up shit anytime they want, bro. We understand it's about human beings. But one thing we do know, white people will lie. Black people might lie, but numbers don't lie. So now we're going to get someone else to interpret the evidence based off of the medical science, right, that creates what we call an autopsy, bro. Not getting away from that. That's going to be a powerful tool in court. Not to mention, when you read the autopsy, it clearly says that based off of them apprehending that man, that it played a role in that man's death. It said that. And everybody act like it didn't say that, because it did. It named three factors. The way they was apprehending him, a pre-underlying conditions, what, what was the heart, right? And then some type of uh, high blood pressure shit. Oh, I never heard of that. All right, I get it, bro. But it clearly, it clearly didn't let them, them police officers off the damn hook. It clearly. So I don't know what everybody else reads, and I don't know what everybody else thinks. Yeah, he might soften the blow, but that's why we use science. Because we're not dependent on one goddamn medical, goddamn uh, 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 medical fucking examiner for that. We're not dependent on the government and the quote-unquote the police department, you know what I'm saying, in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? The guy that works for them and get paid by the city. We're not dependent on that. We're dependent on the sign. There you go, bro. So why are you disappointing me again, bro? I'm listening. Yeah, because because to me, you're supposed to be more unequivocal on this subject right here. We say, so, yeah, we say so we don't like to do the lookalike thing, but there are things that are readily apparent. That that medical that autopsy report, the the the, the guy says it's preliminary, right? So of course that's like his little rhetorical um, escape hatch. Should there be an independent um, um, review and there's a different finding, he can always come back and say, "Well, you know, that was a preliminary, and I, you know, uh, 
you know, they playing, they they playing, they playing the game, bro. But what I was disappointed in is, bro, like you know what it is, Ankh. You know it. You know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're a lover of science, but sometimes certain things are readily apparent. No, the um, the 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 the, the examination is double speak because yes, they do say that him being restrained have something to do with it, but then. On the, on the front side of it, they were very unequivocal in saying it was not as a, he did not die as a result of asphyxiation, right? They were clear about that. So they, they, they're, speaking, they're speaking on two sides of their mouth, you know? And if something else come out that clearly makes it clear that it's asphyxiation, that medical examiner will will have the fallback position of well you know it was just a preliminary report like yo we got to be more sophisticated and more and more um really and more, and more and more just direct about what these people are doing like sometimes all the all the debating and we know what it is bro we they know what go. Go. you know what it is all the pseudos know what it is bro but by the time that case go to fucking court, when it's going to take expert witnesses, they don't know what it is. They don't know what it is, bro. So don't expect me to know what it is when all the pseudos know what it is. I am really always going to go in the opposite direction of that. I know that me personally, I can't look at shit and know why a person died. I can believe he died because of that. I can believe that. And I never said I didn't. I never said that looking at that video, it did not appear right that that man didn't die based off of that man knee being on his fucking leg. I never said it. I never said it. I never said that. What I'm saying is, nigga, you want to know. You want to act like you know. But at the end of the day, bro, you got to go with the, the fucking medical signs to see what happened to him, bro. Like, we all see what happened, bro. We all know if they had to never touch that man. On that day, that nigga wouldn't have died. That is clear and that is evident. No matter what the fuck kind of drugs he had in his body, no matter uh, what kind of pre-underlying conditions he had, he wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened, bro. Plain and simple. So we all know that, bro. What we talk about now is we talk about science. And I'm saying you can't throw the science away, bro. Because that's going to be a very, very important tool in that case. Plain and simple. Those experts, right? That the, that, that the prosecutors call, you know what I'm saying, is going to be very important for this case. And I'm not throwing that away. Y'all can throw it away, bro. Y'all can go with the eyeball thing. I can't do it, bro. Nope. I'm waiting for the expert, you know what I'm saying, the independent expert to weigh in. Plain and simple, bro. So I don't know. I can't do it with y'all. Y'all just niggas be mad at me then. I'm going to say it again. Based off my lack of understanding that particular medical science, right, based off of my empathy and sympathy for black people around the world, based off of me being a black person, yo, when I'm looking at that damn video, man, that white boy killed that man, dog. Plain and simple. So I don't know what y'all talking about. That, that's evidence. Now, how, why did he strike that? I don't know, nigga, but it looked like it to me. Shit, the hey, goddamn uh, son looked like it's right, it's right up the street, too, when I look at it. You know what I mean? Hey, like, uh, come on, dude. Hey, Unc, Unc, you know what I, you know where I think he's gonna go with it, the medical examiner, because Who? the the medical Which examiner. Uh, oh, it's two of them that wrote the report. No, they got another one. We're gonna find out this week. No, 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 they have a. Oh no, I'm, they, the, the I'm talking about. 
No, the one that works for the that the one that works for uh, Hennepin County. The the one that came out with the preliminary. Yeah, he left room. Yeah, he left right. room. It's called a preliminary report and he left room. That's what scientists do. He left room. Yo, you gotta leave room. It's not a religion, bro. God didn't say he died and that's why he died. Yo, it's science. So he left room to add to his report, yo. Right, right. That, that you don't know. mean he ain't flim flamming though. Hold on. That don't mean he ain't flim flamming, bro. That don't mean scientists don't be flim flamming. That don't mean that, that white guy, you know what I'm saying, ain't got the pressures from his goddamn office to write this shit a certain way. I never said that. I never, but people mistakenly do that to me. Every goddamn time, bro. Every time people do that because they hate science. Hey, Unc, you know what I think he's he that that particular medical examiner is gonna end up doing? Because they know what they're doing. Like you said, they leave that wriggle room. The guy probably died of what they call, um, I forgot the term. I think it's called like restrictive asphyxiation. So technically it's not, it's not asphyxiation in the classical sense where your, your airway, huh? Yeah, where your airway is restricted. Go ahead. Right, right. So it's not the classic asphyxiation where your airway is completely restricted um this is more of a case of um oxygen not being able to um go about the blood because you cannot respirate fully because there's pressure uh, on it on your chest and right. pressure on your, right so it, it restricts right. the amount of oxygen so right. i think right. that's gonna be his little rhetorical out so when okay. the, when the in the when the independent examiner comes back and say yeah it was um because of the restriction in, 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 in blood flow, it caused the oxygen not to be able to do this and this and that. The, the examiner is going to say, well, technically it wasn't asphyxiation. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, lie on the report. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the game they playing, bro. But look, but look, uh, this is this where you wrong at, though, uh, and this is why I disagree with you. Because you sound like the Christians when you, when you say, well, you stand behind science all the time, and that's cool. I'm, I feel the same way about science, but you keep leaving out the part that we are not in control of science. Science is not in control of itself. It's in the hands of our enemies. And so it's like, we can, we can, we can, uh, the scientific method does work. It's been proven to work. We all believe in it. We all know it, but we are fighting against people that have control of that narrative and are saying what they want to say. These are the people who like, look at the report. The report comes from the enemy. So when you say you stand behind science, like, yeah, that's cool, but the science is being delivered by the people who are trying to kill us. Hey, Mumu, why did you just witness, why did you just witness against yourself just now? Why do you do it to yourself? Talk to me, brother. Talk to me. I'm, a, I'm listen, I always want to be a- You can't say, you can't say that you trust the science. Science ain't based off of one crazy-ass motherfucking racist ass doctor, medical examiner. That's not science. That's one goddamn Yahoo making determination based off his pressures. And it's all, hold on, yo, based off the pressures being put on him in this particular environment. That's not science. The science begins, you know what I'm saying, when another person looks at it, and another person looks at it, and then we make a determination, bro. That's why in court, the science is going to be important because they're going to call on medical experts. What y'all niggas is asking for is basically just throw the science away. You know what I'm saying? We want to use the technology of video, right? But we don't want to use the technology and science of being able to do an autopsy. You know, you doing autopsies come from ancient Africa and Egypt.
will cause his death. So why don't we leave out that aspect of it, bro? We're not depending on the one guy to do it, man. Everybody's just too fucking emotional for me, bro. Like, everybody got to calm down. I'm not talking about you, Moo Moo. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, in general, niggas need to shut the fuck up. The family, they're very intelligent at this point. They immediately got an independent medical examiner, a very good one at that. Like, like, come on, dude. Like, is it, hold on. You know what? It might just be me, man. You know what, Moo Moo? I'm going to sit back and listen to y'all and, and throw signs out with y'all, and then you tell me what chance we got when you throw signs out. I'm right, listening, Moo Moo. What, what chance like, we got? Um, let me ask you a question. If you, if you and the Armin Raw squad and the Dagger squad and all the intelligent brothers and sisters that we have in our community, if we were the people in power and we had control and possessions of these institutions, I would guarantee you our people would have much more trust of what we're hearing. So it's not about us not believing in science, huh? It's about the people that's delivering the messages, even if, even if, even if what they're doing is right sometimes, it's the fact that we know it's going to be spun into a narrative to work against us. I agree with you, though, Moo Moo. Moo Moo, I totally agree with you. That's why I almost agree with you. I don't agree that just because black people are doing it is going to be right. I don't agree with that, Moo Moo, because I fuck with science. And science is not based off of the color or creed of a person. It's no, based no, off not, of the mathematics. I'm, I'm not talking about black, um, I'm talking about trusted people of, of the community and our community. And as a community, know, but, that's what I'm talking about. I know, because we're scientifically illiterate. We're not trusting white people, bro. We're not trusting black people. We trust in, we trust in the math, yo. White people will lie. Black people might lie, but numbers don't. I mean, I can't make y'all see that, dude. Like, like dude, look, that autopsy report, right? It's supposed to be. I'm going to say this again. It's supposed to be based off of the available medical science on how you tell a person died, yo. Is it perfect? I'm pretty sure it's not, because science ain't never said it was perfect. But that's what it's supposed to be based off of. And if a racist white person say uh, Adolf Hitler does the goddamn report, right, and, and do that, right, then another uh, medical examiner can come behind him and say, no, he made that shit up based off of this, 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 and this, dude. If you throw that process away, then you open the door for crazy-ass white people and crazy-ass black people to do what they want to do around you. Where's my proof? You can go to any motherfucking corrupt government in the world that's black or white, and they be on some corrupted-ass shit, no matter what y'all say. So science is designed to even the fucking playing field with everyday people like us, and y'all trying to throw it away. Y'all act like I said, oh, I believe that nigga right there. No, nigga, the process ain't started yet till we get some independent motherfuckers in it. Y'all, that's why science ain't the next day. Y'all want the next day science. Y'all want that white boy that got a job and might be his fucking job getting fired. Y'all want him to put out the kind of report that's more favorable to, to, to us and I'll say, y'all crazy as fuck for that. See, I don't think that. Uncle's expecting him to write just what he writes. See, y'all not listening to me. See, I'm not depending on that one white boy and that one medical examiner that worked for Minnesota, whatever the hell he worked for. I'm not depending on him to make the proper results. I'm depending on the scientists that come behind him to check his work, bro. That's the difference between me and y'all. And, and look, niggas just hate me for that. Fuck it, just hate me. I ain't mad at you. Oh, you 
Listen, bro, this is what I'm saying. When you said, just like when you said about the, the Nazis and Adolf Hitler, the whole system is Adolf Hitler. And so what I'm saying is the difference is the science can be right. And there's nothing wrong with the report saying, well, this is technically how he died. This is what his body was going through as he was dying. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is going to come in when we know that people paint narratives behind facts that make it okay for them to get away with stuff. Huh? So at the end of the day, when they say stuff like that, now the narrative can be put forth that, okay, well, it can be manslaughter, and let's give this man less time because it wasn't premeditated murder because he died like this. That's what I'm saying. As long as they have control of the system, they can use it against us. Momo, Yo, you kind of confused me, bro. You kind of confused me right there, bro. So basically what you're saying is, right, that that man can write that report and that's it. And that's the narrative. Gee, that's why you're going to get other scientists that will change the narrative, man. Like, I know you hear what I'm saying, Momo. You're just trying to fuck with me right now. I know, I know you're hitting me, yo. He's just fucking with me, dude, because I ain't saying it the way you want me to say it. But go ahead. Somebody else is right, though. Yo, yo. Yo, can I just say the in in the in these instances, yeah, the thing that matters a lot, yeah, is the case law, because I'm sure you guys don't think this is the first time something like this has happened, where like under someone with underlying health condition dies, and then the autopsy comes out and all this. The case law is what's gonna like gonna be the biggest factor, and the the, the law is about like causation and foreseeability. So, yep. for yep. so for. For, so that 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 medical report is not gonna the guy can't really get off on that medical report because there has to be a break in the chain of causation. Meaning, if someone has underlying health conditions, yeah. For example, there's a case here. There's a case where a guy pushed a guy in the supermarket, and the guy yeah. had like health problems and he died. And then the yeah. guy was trying to argue, oh, I just pushed him. He had health problems. But they said no. It doesn't matter that you had health problems because because. There was no chain in the break of causation, meaning if you didn't push him, he wouldn't have died. Right. Facts, 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 bro. That's the first thing. And then the other thing is foreseeability, meaning is it foreseeable that you putting your knee on someone's neck that has, is it foreseeable that they possibly might have um, health, health problems and they might um, stop them from breathing? Is that foreseeable? That's what it's, it's going to come down to the case law. trying to say what i'm trying to say so, is okay this. so hold on Mumu. if you're not trying to say that then why are we arguing this then because then uh, you must okay. agree that that independent person can come with their own narrative do you not agree to that um i agree that there can be like first of all who's gonna we gotta look at who's gonna be able to get their hands on the body that's number one so um what? we can when you say when you say independent investigation um i mean i don't I'm not even going to get into that because I, I can't speak intelligently about that. I don't know whose hands are going to touch that body and what, what independent organizations or whatever are going to touch no, that body. No, they already did it. They, they hired a person already. They already did it. He already on the job. 
so what what I'm saying is this, um, I was I was it's more than just about this particular case when I was speaking to what you were saying. I was speaking to what you were saying in general as far as when you said you're always on the side of science. So in this case oh, and in any other science. case, I'm, right. I'm saying that I'm saying that the issue is because we don't we don't control those institutions. That's why it's difficult to me. It's it's difficult for us to make those statements in this situation because science is the is like you said the equalizer. Science is neutral. Science is science it is what it is. But it, when it's in the hands of our enemies, you can't dispute. The, have you ever made, Have you ever read the book called Medical Apartheid, where the 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 uh, gynecology and all the medical like uh, advances we made today have been at the have been because of black bodies, because they used to do experiments on black women without giving them pain medication and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by when we say just be on the side of science. Science is it is what it is, but we cannot trust it in the hands of our enemies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's different though, Moo Moo. And the lady that wrote the book, Medical Apartheid, you can ask Garfield, the lady supports vaccines, D, because they tried to co-op her. In the debate we had, they tried to call her up and bring on a panel against us. She's like, wait a minute, I agree with vaccines. So you you saying just because a group of crazy-ass Yahoo white boys was snatching up black people in the 1800s, you know what I'm saying, or in the 1970s, you know what I'm saying, was grabbing motherfuckers for the, uh, what's that, MK Ultra experiment where they was giving niggas LSD, they was snatching white people and all that shit, they was even snatching people that actually worked for the federal government. <laughs> You say just because them crazy motherfuckers around yo, that don't mean we supposed. That means we supposed to really fuck with science, cause we can always catch y'all crazy motherfuckers yo. That's all I'm saying, bro. Yeah, you act like I'm all around saying white people ain't been fucking crazy to us, bro. You act like I'm. I'm not saying that at all, dude. I'm saying they're so fucking crazy that the only tool we got to form against their ass is science. And y'all trying to throw that shit away. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, you what? cannot leave a bunch of ruthless white people running around that lie, cheat, and steal without no way to catch them, yo. Do you know what the world would be without science? Without, come on, dude. They would actually say that black people really, you know what I'm saying, can tolerate more pain. They could actually say that, dude, if we didn't have a method of science to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Black people and white people body functions the same. And they feel just as much pain as anybody else. The science corrects that, dude. So, I, you know what, bro, I, I, I don't know. I ain't fucking with y'all with that pseudo shit, dude. I ain't fucking with that. I can't do it. It goes against all of what I, I can't do it, yo. I, I, I can't allow y'all to let white people run around crazy on a baby. I can't do it on my watch. Y'all can do it. Yo, you see that Eric Gardner I, I, case, there? In the Eric Gardner case, the, the, the doctor that gave the autopsy said that uh, he died because of the chokehold. And then look what happened. The the yeah. autopsy was saying that the, the the illegal chokehold is what caused him to have a uh, asthma attack, which killed him. But yeah. look what happened in the end? Still, they got off, didn't he? Did he get off? Yeah, that? but oh. yeah. Listen, right. bro. So there you go. So talk about some other shit. Talk about some bullshit. When you say it's just a couple of crazy white people, that's what I'm saying. I it's didn't not. Think, hey, can I? Can I, 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 I make a question? About snatching bodies. That's the system. That's the medical system, bro. That's what it was built on. Hey, hey, hey. Can I talk for a second? This is Garfield. You know, I like solutions, man. I heard Reza Islam earlier. I heard Young Pharaoh earlier. I heard Brother Bereen earlier. I heard um, 
catching to Zariak earlier. I'm listening to Ankh. I'm listening to you guys. And I, I think we are fairly rational individuals, right? So yesterday, somebody sent me something in my inbox, right? And I think this is something that in the conversation we need. Because what I do observe is that a lot of our people are, are basically losing their um, sense of, of, of trust for not only the fact for white people, but for police in general. And we all have a history of police, whether it's with a family member or a friend, a hustler dude we met on the block, whoever. We, everybody's connected to the police some way, somehow. So what I decided to do is, um, I laid out a, a solution the other day that the people in the community should be, um, should, who works in the community, should get um, insurance for the, the um, what do you call it, for the, <laughs> the police officers, right? Then somebody sent me a list of over 30,000 cops no, that can't work in 44 states. So that means there is some system where some cops can't work in some states because the states is like, nah, we ain't messing with this dude. So there is something in place. But what I do think needs to be in place is life insurance for us. Instead of we waiting for them to correct the problem, why don't we correct the problem for ourselves? I said this five years ago and everybody laughed at me. If everybody got a million dollar life insurance policy, you would never see another black man killed. I'm going to repeat it because it went by your head real fast. A million dollar life insurance policy for someone under 26 is like $6. Get your life insurance early. For the older heads, they're going to charge you 100 and something or 50 something dollars or whatever a month. The issue is, family, the life insurance company is one of the most sustained companies for the last 500 years. Do you know that there's insurance records of our ancestors being carried over? And these companies developed into companies that are actually life insurance companies today. Do you know life insurance companies also bet on stock markets? They're like one of the biggest money makers in the United States of America. Life insurance companies. They bet on your black ass every day that you're going to die or you're not going to die based on preconditions or if you don't have preconditions. But the fact is, if 500 people died in, 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 um, in Chicago last year, and they all had life insurance of a million dollars, that's $500 million the life insurance company would have to pay out. Now, you as a business person, you're making millions. People pay their insurance till it lapses. They don't have insurance no more. They make millions, billions of dollars annually. Who would want to pay out $500 million annually for people dying? Who would want to do that? So I suggest to everybody, your step that you should take right now against this government, this system is life insurance. That's your first defense. And you say, well, Garfield, you're putting, a, you're putting a value on your life. Yeah, but when you die, you die for nothing anyway. So what's the difference? If you get life insurance, I repeat it. If everybody in the community got life insurance, you will not see black people killing black people. You won't see cops killing anybody anymore. You won't. I guarantee you're going to have a semi-utopic atmosphere.
and I'm not even bullshit. In Iceland, they have the most guns per square mile, but yet still they have the 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 least amount of crime in the world. How they do that? I want to I want to look at Iceland's plan. Cause we got guns like crazy in this country, but we killing each other every day. Cops killing us, whatever. What they doing? So all I got to say to everybody, my solution is life insurance. It's the only, it's the only solution that's here on the table that makes sense. We could talk about we need to come together and organize. That don't stop us from getting killed. It don't stop us from getting killed. And even after, even during the riots now, we getting mad over there. They still abusing us. They putting it in Seattle. They got a picture of the dude on the neck. We're still doing the same thing. They Kaepernicking people. So I'm saying to you, get your life insurance and see what happened. I wonder if George Floyd had life insurance. Hey, it's not mm -hmm. even a joke. We die, if we are dying as a people, why don't we get life insurance? Did it take coronavirus to, to, to have us think about life insurance? Or I'm here faxing, faxing paperwork, going and make sure that my, 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 uh, my beneficiaries are on point. I mean, come on. Life insurance is, and people gonna say, oh, but Garfield, they're gonna change the rules and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that. Listen, family, let me tell y'all something. Even auto group family members would be killing each. Let them do it. Let them do it. The point of the matter is there is money on the table that life insurance companies don't want to pay out. You would see them and Father Flagan, Jesse Jackson, all of them in the neighborhood putting in programs to keep y'all occupied. Basketball after midnight, like what Clinton proposed in the 90s, the stupidest plan I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Oh, got so man. many people shouting killed. When Clinton said, yo, we're going to have basketball programs in the community after after midnight basketball programs. You got so many people killed. The Midnight League guy was horrible. But peace, I got a better plan. Put it on the table. But I'm telling you, the police need to have insurance policies because that's going to weed them out. And life insurance policies is gonna make you pay. Yo, why? Why they got thirty thousand people that signed up for life insurance in Georgia? Are they about to do a mass murder or something? We ain't paid no, 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 um, no, no thirty mil, no thirty thousand times a million. That's billions of dollars. We gonna lose. So I'm telling you, if there is a psychological warfare with that. Mm -hmm. Y'all might say, oh, Garfield, you I'm telling your family, if you ain't got life insurance, you don't even care about your family. That's what you're telling me right now. Whoever's listening, you are full of shit if you don't have life insurance. <laughs> you want us to go on YouTube and, and set up a GoFundMe to bury your ass. You're a selfish bastard. That's what you <laughs> Period. Garfield, can I... Can I build on that for a second with you, Garfield? I'm talking. I'm talking. Get back. Get back. Right, go ahead. Hey, Garfield, I mean, no, 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 no. We can't afford it. We can't do it. No, no. I mean, you, on, you absolutely on. right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What you say, on? I say we're true. You're going to say, oh, we can't do it. We don't know how to do that. Just like we don't know how to get affordable health care. Fucking oh, crazy, yo. Like, them dudes is crazy. But go ahead, Come bro. On, yo. Oh, no, you're right. You're a selfish bastard. How many people we know 
that pass and left their money to their kid and set their kid straight forever. Well, but they didn't have to control. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, I know two, three people. They know that golf <laughs> who got left, who got left. The word is kill people for um, life insurance. Y'all ain't hear that? What happened? That Garfield killed his family members for life insurance. Y'all ain't hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard that pseudo. I heard that pseudo uh, say that, bro. Uh, uh, pseudo say that. Go with that shit. Hey bro. Garfield, my my, I don't have an issue with what you're saying. Is that being a part I, of the plan? If I knew my bro. sister was leaving that for me, maybe I would have. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But Garfield, <laughs> why do you, why do you have to disorganize it? When you say stuff like, oh, y'all gonna talk about organizing and all that BS. What we do on this YouTube channel right now is a form of organizing because we're trying to tell our people, inform our people on what strategies to take to better ourselves. So that's not the complete I'm gonna prove you wrong right now. Momo, you live in Texas, right? Yeah, for sure, man. All right, Texas all day, ride or die. All right, now check this out. And you can find 10 people right now that would be willing to live on an isolated island with you right now. 10 people. Name them right now. Let's name them. Let's say right now. Name 10 people that would be willing to leave and live on an island with you alone right now. <laughs> Listen, bro. I know ten people. That's not even hard. That's easy. I'm not even gonna say their names, but I know ten people. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What I'm saying to you, bro. What I'm saying to you. I'm being real. You have ten people right now that I'm not talking about talk. I'm talking about for real, for real. Will move right now. Leave their family back because their family ain't going. Half the people that taught this revolutionary stuff, their wife and kids ain't down. They're the only one that's down. This is what people forget. Mumu, you might be a married. Yeah. I don't know if you're married or nothing, bro. But think about it. The person you with might not even want to go. That's the first yeah. ignorance. So we come on the internet and say, yo, we need to organize. We can't even organize our household. Garfield, we organizing every day, though, bro. That's what you not. That's what you seem to fail to realize. We hey. are organizing. Hey. But we're trying to, I, I know we're trying I to organize more. I know I am. But I'm saying... A lot of us talk a lot on YouTube. I think that we, un as unity is concerned, we need to take that out of our, out of our vocabulary. And I'm going to tell you why. Every time you have 10 people that get together and do something, there's always four or five that just doing it for the sake of doing it, but they are really not into it. And what happened is, by the time you're ready to make moves, economic moves, and make certain moves, these people fall back because they wasn't in it from the jump. It sounds good. I'm down. The people wonder why I don't really push the hundred man team and all that stuff because a lot of people sign up in my email. I have over five hundred emails about the hundred man and woman team. I respond. I send them every now and then. I respond, but the fact these people are serious. They are followers. They're not doers. Mumu, you're a doer. I could tell you a doer. But how many people like you in that 10? It might be just you alone because you have great ideas. Black people love to hear people talk. We love a good speech. I heard Far, bro, I went to a funeral years ago with Farrakhan. And, and I'm like, yo, is this a funeral, yo? 
This shit this was like the best speech I ever heard in my life. I'm like, this nigga here is like, it's, whoa, <laughs> we love a good speech. Good speech gets you every time. But when it's time to do the work, oh, we can't find nobody. Can't find nobody. And it's not a knock on you for your great ideas. It's a not that we ain't got the spirit no more for that. That was in 200 years ago. We could unite all the black people easily. But we were under slavery, segregation. White folks were beating us, treating us, mistreating us, doing all types of crap to us. Now we are in an integrated society where there's an opportunity for us to live, buy homes, pass on a legacy. We have a neighborhood in, in um, the richest neighborhood in America is a black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Is a, a, a neighborhood predominantly by blacks. In, in um, what is it, Maryland? Fort George or whatever it's called? Come on, but the fact still remains. Prince George's George County. County or something Prince like that. Yeah, yeah, Prince George's but County. Fam yeah. But family, how many of us right now, if you leave the community you come from, they call you sellout. Mm. They already make you feel guilty. Garfield, I can't afford I can't, hey, me, I can't afford to go back to my community. Let me say this right quick, Garfield. The reason why I came onto this platform and I started interacting with y'all, if you remember from our first conversation, I told you about uh, I don't like the conscious community. I'm not a, I feel like I'm not a, I'm not a part of that community. I'm a part of the revolutionary community. And so with that said, though, I feel like the answer to us organizing is to reach out to people we don't necessarily agree with because we have to find a way to, to bridge that gap. So I do stuff in real life with people that's boots on the ground daily, bro. I was out the other day doing what I do. And it was, I'm not even gonna talk about it on YouTube. But you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, I'm with a group of people that really do this stuff. And so the my plan for even being on this platform is to say, hey, we need to really start because there's a separation, there's a difference. So how crazy is it? How crazy is it? Am I thinking crazy because I think that we can somehow dialogue and come together and figure out where the revolutionary community can say, all right, we're going to do what we do, but let's listen to what Garfield talking about, about the 100 man team, about the life insurance. That's what I'm saying is the approach. If we approach it like, hey, I know you believe this and I believe that, but where can we really get together on this shit? Because at the end of the day, we're in the same fucking boat, whether we think the same or not. I don't know what boat you in. Uh -huh. And I know what most of you love it. Mumu in the Mumu in the ancient Egyptian boat. In the ancient Egyptian boat, yo. And all I'm saying is there's too many followers. We got a follower mentality. You know yes, we do. And, and and that destroys all movement. This is why the nation of Islam has not succeeded the way it's supposed to because of Minister Farrakhan's personality. They following him instead of doing. After mm. the Million Man March, the, the Nation of Islam failed us, the first one. You got two million people, and you telling me we never set up a political third party. We never set up, we, I mean, you, you, we had more black, black families adopting black people, and some other things happened within the community, psychologically wise, and different programs. Ain't not much come after 1995. It was a real letdown, in my opinion. Other people are going to say, oh, well, man, you can you bring two million people? Yeah, you brought two million people, but what programs were set up after the two million people? And even when you got over two, 300,000 or 400,000 at the second march, the Million Family March, you still ain't set up no programs until 
until um the one that said do or die or 2015 whatever he did 2015 the 20 year anniversary so at the end of the day the nation of islam had an opportunity to provide a platform for many a people and they did not do what they're supposed to do and i'm not bashing farrakhan because he's just one person but the reasons why these people don't they fail because they, it's the messianic type of mindset that we have a man get a little following or oh, yo yo you got to be down with that dude man y'all you got to watch him man you got to watch him and they want to follow instead of doing so the issue now with us as a people is we every, but but when people start different things you got to realize that people have individual lives they got to look after too because mumu might be the one that say yo let's make a move but mumu might have eight kids mm. you understand with three different baby moms so now he got to rectify if i'm gonna make a move i would love for my children to come would the mothers allow it and the mothers might be yo we ain't down with that black power shit. get out of here you ain't taking my kids nowhere so those situations are happening behind the scenes while we on youtube saying yo let's go let's go here but in your own world you can't even rectify the people that you 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 you, you around the most don't even buy into what you're doing so that to me now that excuses you from trying to lead because you can't even lead your household and your children and i'm not saying mumu personally i'm just saying using you as an example so don't think i'm throwing shots at you or anything i'm just saying all the people that you see come in front of us always had family issues you look into it their wife left them you heard they married four or five times i'm serious think about it think about all the people that always come in front of us they always had personal problems malcolm x had a problem with his wife because he didn't spend no, mon no money on the kids or never time with his family he's there working for elijah muhammad establishing mosques for the people but his family life was jacked up yeah, it's the truth. Well, I, I feel what you're saying, but my thing is, like, we it's got to happen. Like, revolution has to happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. What do you mean by got to happen? Gotta, what revolution are you talking about, though? Revolution to do what? Let me use truth story and conversation now. I'm talking about the overturn of the of power, Garfield. I'm talking about the fact what that... Power? What power are you trying to overturn? Garfield, we were supposed to have a debate, right? So every time we come, come to say, on, hey, man, oh, no, this is what I'm saying right now. Hey, you talk, this. you talking some real shit now. I'm asking. So you, oh, no. hold up, you were what I mean. the whole time. Garfield, when we talk like this, y'all always cut me off. Y'all build straw man nah, arguments. So I, said, I, would I want to hear you out, but you say you, you need to overturn the system. What system are you trying to overturn? Garfield, when we talk about colonialism and capitalism that is still happening as we speak so, so you want to turn over capitalism and produce and provide what provide a better way of life for the human beings that ooh, 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 which government we're in what country garfield. not america listen garfield <laughs> we, that, that that's the whole thing about revolution is that if you are saying that we are not as a people capable of building a world where we don't have to be colonized and oppressed, then that's no, just, no. you know. Capitalism I'm, is a system that's in all over the world. Right, and I'm saying all over we have to overturn that system. There's no, so hold on a second. So what system do you want to put in place, my brother? Um, I think if we want to get specific about what me personally, because there's a lot of people that's a lot more intelligent than I am, that I would probably like, 
trust to come up with something. But as far as like off the top of my head, um, this is facts that for every human being that's on earth, there's enough resources for every human being to live like they make around $77,000 of US, like US upper middle class lifestyle. There's enough resources for every single human being to live like that. So my plan would be to have a minimum for every human being that lives like um, food, shelter, clothing, because that's not, that's not, uh, most humans on this planet don't have that, don't have that type of security. So my plan would be, you could still have a form of capitalism, meaning that you have business and trade and, you know, uh, able to have people to, that have uh, skills and intelligence to be able to like thrive in a society of people who are not, necess not necessarily doing as much as they are, but we have to have a base, a foundation of every human being should have life's essentials to be able to um, just exist without always fighting to survive. That's what we need as humanity. So if we say, man, like which government wants that? It could be the government wants that. But I'm saying that there, if you look at it, the people that run these governments all over the world are the few and the people that are suffering are the many. So why do we need to keep trying to say, well, let's just let's just let's just make sure Mumu and Garfield and Unk good and forget about all the people all around the world who, who are sitting on top of the most valuable resources and doing the hardest work, but have to live in villages with no running water. If as a human being, you're okay with that because you living good, side of the beast is what I'm saying. And I'm not talking about you, Garfield, or Unk. I'm saying just in general that that's the world we live in. That's the world that we actually live in. That's the reality of the situation is that normal everyday life is that most of the people on this planet are suffering and impoverished, not because they lazy, not because they dumb or anything else, but because they are being stripped of the resources on their land and left to live in wastelands with guns at their fucking head by the heads of states that's saying, y'all don't deserve this, this, and that. And I'm saying that as a people, we have to figure out how to come together and overturn that, no matter how hard it is or how long it takes. We can come up with solutions. I believe in us. That's what I'm saying. Hey, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> that will never happen. And made you talk. That will never happen in your lifetime. And don't get that was very passionate, though, bro. No, that will never happen in our lifetime. And don't say, oh, why are you going to be against? Bro, I am against that plan 100%. It will never work. I'm a realist. Now, if you want to do that, well, you could go ahead. But I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to tell you that straight up. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking you as an individual. But that idea, and especially you don't even have a, have a system to put in place. You say you're going to let somebody else to put a system, but you don't even have a system. Capitalism is the system that we live in. You have other systems. You have communism. You have socialism. You have all type of isms. You have arterisms. All type of isms. The, the, the fact of the matter is that system cannot work today. It cannot work because we have a World Bank. We have the USAID, we have um, the IMF, we have all these systems that lend these countries money and they sign contracts. This is why other people could go in there. This is why Jamaica doesn't own anything in Jamaica anymore because they decided to work with the IMF and the World Bank. And, and, and IMF, actually, wow. Jamaica's economy actually right now, since Andrew Honis took over, is actually extremely good. 
it has gotten so good. It's unbelievable. Before Corona, it has gotten real, real good. Jamaica, I'm talking about Jamaica economy, but it's still a capitalistic society. You're going to have the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. That's just the system what it is. So if you want a system that have equal share, it sounds like you're looking for communism or some softer version of our, some hardcore socialism values, which there's no candidate running for president. There's nobody in Congress. There's nobody at all outside of Bernie Sanders. That is right. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Yep. He's the only candidate that actually is actually near to what are even more radical than what you're, you're proposing because <laughs> he's a socialist. But at the end of the day, did people support him? No. Nope. They love their capitalism. They love the revolution. Hold on, hold on a second, family. I made you talk. I didn't interrupt. This is what I'm going to say to everybody. Be careful of you saying revolution. Revolution has a lot of means change. means change or constant change. Yeah, for constant change. That's it. If you want a revolution, I am for a revolution. But what are you changing it to? You don't have you don't have an example of this system that you're trying to put in place and say, hey, you know what? That system works here. Let's practice it. In Iceland right now. They have, as I said before, they have the most guns per square mile, but they have the least killings in the world. How is that possible? Gun killings. They have more guns than what America has. Yes. So what are we going to do? What are we doing different here? All I'm saying, bro, we're in America. America is full of opportunities, good and bad. All I'm saying is if you, you and your family and your inner circle form a group, and, and, and do something together. Right now, there's a group of people in New Jersey and New York who is using Garfield's funding program that I, that I said I'm going to put for the 100-man or woman team. Nobody wants to jump on that because guess what? Nobody wants progress. Nobody wants progress. I got people around me for years. They never just say, Garfield, what are you talking about? He's going to call my mom. All right, let him call your mom for you, okay? All right. Yeah, so... so, so Garfield, Garfield. Yeah. What what what's what are you advocating for? Like because if you think about if you think about uh we, as you said we have a global economy which is based on capitalism, but it's it's also based on like it's also based on cronyism. So it's it's, it's crony capitalism, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, how, which, how do you stop it? How do you stop it, brother? Stop what? How do you stop this bad capitalistic horrible system that we live in? How do we stop it? Well, it's, it, it, well, it depends what you mean by stop, innit? Because, wait, let me ask you the question first, because what, because it seems like, it's like, you're in an exploitative system, but you're trying to, you're trying to seek power within that system. So when you get power within that system, which is the goal, eventually, what, what, what do you do then? Do you understand what I'm saying? You're supposed to build upon that power. When we do what? Okay, you're in a you're in a you're in this capitalist system, yeah. And black people are trying to seek power in within the system. Okay, let's 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 fast forward to the point where you get power in the system. So you become the you become the dominant force within that system, black people, yeah. What do you do then? You maintain that power. And you implement that power. So that means that, that, 
So that means you're not against. That means you're not against the exploitation that you're complaining about in the first place. You just want to be the ones in control of it. No, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. How did how the how how did you get to exploitation? Oh, uh, you mean because when people are in power, they're going to have to exploit people? I'm, no, I, no, I, no. We we, we that's we, what that's what you're insinuating, though, right, Ram? No, I'm not insinuating. I'm saying that the current system is exploitative. Okay. Do you not agree with that? Um, I totally agree. Okay, so when, when, you, when you're seeking power as a community within that system, yeah? Mm-hmm. When, you get, when you get this power, what are you going to do then? What do you think we're supposed to do with the power? We're supposed to just get the power and just not do anything with it? No, we're I'm asking the question. The we're, question. we're supposed to use the power to better our community and better our situations. That's what we're supposed to do with the power. The same thing anyone do when they get a good job or they get or they win a lottery or okay. or, or, or they come across okay. a big settlement. They use that power and that money situation to better make themselves better situated in the world. Now, but that, that power, that power that, is fed by exploitation, bro. Yeah, that's that my power point. Is fed by exploitation. So you're you're gonna so in order to maintain that power, you're gonna have to go around to other countries and exploit them and fight wars and all that. So you're no, one. Sorry. Are you saying we want to control the United States? No, no one said that. No. So so what's power then? If you don't, what's power then? Hold on, you. Well, I have the power right now to go take somebody's life. That's power. No, I'm talking about as a group. Like you're talking about, we talking all about have that power. Like people have, you're seeing the power. See, that's what. See, people think power is only, is only just constantly dominating. Power is the ability to do anything within your reach to better yourself or change the situations that are affecting you. That's power to me. That's how I look at power. Now, how every, everybody every, else look at power is maybe different. You maybe look at power as an exploitative system where people are always being dominated and exploited. No, no, I don't no, look no. at power like that. No, no, no. Everybody that has thing, power. Everybody has exactly. power, but there's, so, there's degrees and there's, there's degrees and there's power as an individual and there's a power, there's, for example, there's a power over... Group, and we don't have the power as a group right now. And until we get that power, we cannot even. I, that see, that's talking about a, a, a future. That's 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 our children's 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 conversation. We can't yeah, but have the reason, conversation. The reason why I'm asking you that, yeah, I know. As I said, assuming that you get the power, what are you going to do? The reason why I'm asking you that is because I'm trying to find out what your goal is. Because if I've already set my goal, I've said it, and I'll say it again. My goal. I want to be able to walk down the street and not be judged by the color of my skin by anybody who has the opposite skin than me. I mean, that's 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 a dream. That's a that's a dream goal. That that doesn't like. Hey, hey, that's a human. That's a human. That's an equality issue. That doesn't make that that goal doesn't even make sense. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because yesterday I had a perfect incident. And I didn't, and it was after we got off of Garfield. I went to the store and I asked the man this simple question. Should the oppressed, should the oppressor tell the oppressed how they should protest? And this was a, an older black man. He was about 60 and he answered yes. 
And in the midst of him giving his response, the police rolled by. And I guess he thought we was having an altercation. He didn't um, he didn't approach us like he would have approached two Caucasian men having a, a disagreement. He approached us with the intent to arrest somebody. That's what I'm talking about. I want to be able to have a discussion with another black man and the police right by. I don't care if the if we're if we're across the street, if we're standing right next to each other, it doesn't matter. If we're having a conversation, I don't want the police to say anything to me. Because you are not going to need revolution to overturn that system. No, 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 no. no. Uh, see, the revolution, the change that you talk, you keep calling a revolution. You want a war. When you say revolution, I know exactly what you're talking about, Mumu. You want war. You want nigga, you want people out here dying to change the system. What you have to realize is this isn't 17, the 1700s when we are fighting with that, bro. You're assuming that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I want us to be smart. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me talk. I live this life, bro. Let me talk. Let me talk, bro. Let me talk. Let me talk. Come on, come on, bro. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Cause I don't cut you off when you be going on about your revolution and all that. And uh, my bad, my I, bad, bro. I understand that you want a revolution. And like Garfield just said, and we just said, all revolution is is change. But you want a war. You want something like a revolutionary war. We don't have the firepower, and we're not able to do that right now. The reason it was able to happen back then is because people were all on the same accord. They were tired of who? England imposing their tariffs and all that shit upon them. That's why that happened. We do not have the ability to do that. So we must fight with what we have. I said this yesterday. And if you don't see this, what's going on as part of change, as part of the so-called revolution that you want, you're looking too deep into the word revolution. You're not looking at it correctly, man. We're not ready. Revolution is consistent. It doesn't stop. It's 360. It's always happening. Pay Bro, attention I'm, I'm... to what's going on in the world and, and then make your judgment. Bro, don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, Every time y'all, every time y'all say that, like, oh, you want this, you want that, y'all are not going by what I'm actually saying. Y'all are just assuming what y'all think I think revolution is. What I'm saying is revolution, just like you said, is consistent and it's uh it's a process, like Huey said, it's a process, not an event. I believe that. Okay. So when we out when you talk about like, oh, you just want war like the 1700s and this, this, and that, I'm saying that. I want whatever it takes. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes a hundred man team. Sometimes it takes life insurance. Sometimes it takes uh, rebellions and protesting in the streets. I'm saying I want all of that. I want whatever works for us to overturn the power system because just like you described that situation with the cops walking up to y'all and treating y'all a certain way and you said you don't want that, I'm saying that it's the system that allows for them to be able to do that. And if we persist in this system, that is what we will continually get. 
okay? I'm with all the solutions, bro. I'm with well, however they come. I'm with all of them, and I live that life. This is my life. So when people tell me, like, oh, man, you just want this, and you ain't going to see I got kids. I got kids that I care about. I got a wife that I care about. I got family and everything that I care about, and I don't want to lose my life. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, if that has to be, if there's a situation that I can't get out of and I have to give my life for what I believe in, I will, bro. But I try to avoid that at the same time while working to, to build us up so that we can overturn this system of power. So that's what I'm saying. What we're doing right now, whenever we start coming up with solutions, that's called organizing and, and being revolutionary. So this, this, whole, this whole idea of what we can't do to me, that's silliness because we can do it. And, and I want to ask y'all a question, too. Have y'all ever heard of the Velvet Revolution? The Velvet Revolution happened uh, uh, where the whole country just stopped working. Everybody just stopped. There was no violence. Nobody got killed. It was none of that. And they overturned the power. All they did was just say, hey, you know what? Ain't nobody going to work. We not doing nothing. We finna go out here and stand in these streets every day. They didn't break nothing when they stood out in the streets. They just stopped, and it worked. So I'm saying that when y'all keep saying that nothing we can do can work, I can I completely disagree with that. And I think we should start shifting the, conver the conversation toward, okay, what can we actually do? What's working right now, even if it's small, and let's build on that. Look. I totally understand what you're saying. I totally, and I don't really have much to um, really disagree with you with in what you were saying. Yet, the point is, we always have to work with what we have. Oh, I read The Art of War. I got it, actually, by Sun Tzu. I have it. Yeah, I have the, the Art of War mark. Thank you, though. Um, and uh, that's what I think that's what Mumu needs to read, the Art of War and the 48 Laws of Power, so he can understand how, um, how we actually go about implementing these tools and these ideas of revolution that you're talking about, of change that you're talking about, because this isn't going to be an instant thing. And what you're talking about, it sounds like you want it now. We can't have it now. We have to get what we can get now. And I think that's what Garfield has, all, has been saying the whole time. And I think we kind of overlooked that. What we, we have to now, work. What we need now, we bro, is to organize. We have to work within the parameters of today, tomorrow, and the days coming forth. We can't worry about 20 years from now because we don't know what the situation is going to be 20 years from now. We can only work to better the situation today. That's it. All mm -hmm. the shit that's going on has been going on for years, and we have to work to change that today and keep it going. We can't stop. So what we're doing now is, yes, we are organizing. Like you said, we are building uh, teams and things like that because you don't know what can happen. There could be groups outside of this 
people get off of it when, when they finish listening to whoever on the panel and they can hook up afterwards with and have discussion groups with themselves and all that. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, like one of the, I don't, I don't do peaceful protests anymore. I don't believe in that anymore. I used I, to, I used to I believe mean, in it as okay. a way of like, uh, like as a recruitment tool because you, it's a lot of people out there and you make a statement and people, you know, but at this point for years now, I haven't believed in it. So um, one of my comrades texted me the other day and said, hey, I'm downtown and I'm like, I really went out there just to protect her, like make sure she was great because I know how crazy that stuff get. And so I'm saying that to say, even with what's going on, I hate, I hate that it's been so much like theorizing and going back and forth on, do we need to be peaceful when we protest? Do we need to not break stuff? Whatever, whatever. I think that it's more important for us to go out there and start trying to organize our people that's out there that got that fire burning in them right now. Because a lot of them are not listening to us on YouTube or any other like, you know, platforms that they really understand. And even when they were out there doing it, they were doing it wrong. They were, you know what I mean? Like they were getting themselves boxed in and stuff like that. And, you know, so a lot of stuff they were doing even out there was just wrong. But what was taking place and what is taking place out there has shown us that if we want to go that route, there's a way to do it. It's called organized chaos. So, and I'm not promoting that or nothing on this channel. I'm just saying like, we have to, every, every opportunity we have, we can't organize, but a lot of times we don't take those opportunities and we got to start doing that. The, the, those of us that do care and that do have like the mindset that knows what we need to do, we got to take every opportunity we can. Okay. What is it that we need to do? As far as what goes, bro? As far as what we're talking about, what is it that we need to do? I mean, that's a broad question. That's what I mean. Like, when, so when I say organized, meaning like, I'm a, I'm an in-person type of person. Like, when all of this started going down, I shut, I deactivated my Facebook page. I didn't post nothing on the internet. I left all that alone because I, I made one statement saying like, hey, this, this is really something we need to take off of the internet. You know what I mean? We need to make moves away from the internet. So I'm saying that to say like, there's a there's a place to talk about like direct plans and actions. I'm not going to necessarily do a lot of that here, but it's going on and it's being implemented. And if if we really serious about that, I'll come to where you are in where, wherever city you are and we can build on that. Okay. Will you take it off that will you take it off the internet that right there disconnect you from the youth? <laughs> Bro, I'm right there with the you. I'm right there with the you. If if you had listen, hey, if you had seen what went down as far as me and that whole thing, it, you 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 it, you see it totally different, big bro. So believe that I'm I'm right there with the you. That's what I'm saying. I'm boots on the ground with this. This is my life. Okay. So since this is your life. They, they can do that thing on the YouTube and on Facebook. That's cool. The youth can do that. I'm saying it shouldn't be for all of us. I'm, I'm damn near 40 years old. 
So it's not for me to be out there on, on uh, doing certain things that the youth are doing. And I do believe that the youth need a young voice. So it's up to us, like people my age, OGs in the game, that we, we teach them, we give them the information, and we show them how it's done so they can be the fresh face and the, the young, cool kids and stuff like that, that, you know what I mean? They can keep up with that type of stuff, but they need to have somebody older that know what they're doing to take instructions and leadership from to be able to do it right. So I'm saying, well, you know what? I'm not on the internet. That's me personally. I'm not saying that uh, every single thing doesn't need to be 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 off the internet. And sorry if I uh, made it seem that way. I, I misspoke. That's not what I meant. What I'm saying is that the planning and organizing and what we're saying to each other, a lot of that needs to be off the internet. And we can implement these things and they can be seen and shown. And it just has to be strategic and specific instead of just everybody randomly getting on the internet talking back and forth about what we do and don't need to do. You know what? I just said the same thing about us teaching the youth and all that, passing it down, passing this energy and this information down and um, uh, our ideas on what, on and the demands down to the people out there, to the youth out there protesting because I'm not able to do it anymore. I'm 41, so nah, I'm not going to be out there on the front lines anymore like I was when I was 28 and 30 and things like that. 21, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not able. I can't, like I said, I'm not as fast as I used to be. You know, so there's a lot of things that go on into it. Um, but yeah, I was saying the same thing, and I agree with you. But the way we do that is, first of all, we cannot disconnect from the platforms that the youth are using. Because if we disconnect, like the brother just said, you lose a lot of them right there. Do you like, there's people out there who aren't giving out valid information and they got hundreds of thousands of viewers and followers who listens to them. So. No, listen, when to, you um, out there like that, bro, when you out there like that, you're gonna meet the, you're going to meet the young YouTubers. You're going to meet the young, the, young, the young people that's on. And a lot of stuff they own, they kind of new to this. What they, like, even the ones that's just out there just for mayhem. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. You just got to know how to do whatever you do. So even, even the ones that are out there just for that, when they have that presence of people like myself or like if me and Unc and all people like us was out there, they listen, bro, because they, they peep what it is. They, they respect that. And so when you have these young uh, YouTubers or whatever they do, the people that have a pretty decent sized platform on these social medias, you can put that, you can put that stuff in their ear and then they take it back to the people. You know what I'm saying? When, when we was out there, that, that rally, that march or whatever it was, was being led by some people that was working with the police. Okay? We was able to turn that around to convince a whole crowd of thousands of people to not do that, but do it like this. And that's based off nobody knowing who I am, just my presence out there and speaking to people by people for people by people. So that the in an hour and a half, next thing you know, you had a whole different type of energy out there. That's what we gotta bring to the but table see, that's for the it youth. Right there. That's what they're gonna take right respect there. to each other. See, that's the problem right there. Don't kill that energy because it's the revolutionary energy that you're screaming for. 
No, bro, I didn't kill I, I, no, bro, I didn't kill the revolutionary energy. I didn't kill the revolutionary energy, bro. No, I'm not, not going to speak on hold that. Like, if you know if you, I didn't if, kill the revolutionary were energy. They, were I they out there following were the police energy. Violent. Were they out there being violent and throwing and breaking on, breaking rock, throwing rocks and things like that? Were they out there before you came? Was that how they were protesting before you started talking to that group of people that you said you changed? Was they that were, how they, they were doing, doing that too? This is this is okay. So thing. see no, what you no, did. No, what you did was you killed the no. energy, bro. Oh, no, that's not the energy, energy I changed. Listen, listen to me, bro. Listen, you gotta listen. That's not the energy I changed. The energy I changed was this is the right way to do it, and you're hold on. Right now, hold, hold on, on, hold on, bro. There's no right way to protest when you're being no oppressed. No, listen, listen, bro. The right way I mean is that the right way I mean is that. Don't stand right here in this corner and just do this while y'all are being boxed in by the police. That's what I'm saying. The people that the people that didn't listen got boxed in and most of them got arrested. None of the people that wanted to do what they wanted to do that listened got arrested. And they was that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about changing their energy. I'm talking about don't be stupid while you doing it. Okay, I understand. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that cuz if you stop them from being from doing what they're out there doing, that's the wrong thing. That's why they moved away from a lot of the groups that led the protests. They used to be out in front of those types of protests because they will always kill the spirit. They will always know we don't need to be do out here doing this. Let's protest like this. Let's march. And it's more like a directed march. Hold on. It's like a Martin Luther King parade or something. Oh no, we're out here because somebody people are being killed. We're not out here celebrating his death, but that's how they make it seem with those pe peaceful protests, like they're celebrating his death. No, we're protesting the injustice that led to his death. So let us protest it the way we want. The oppressed should the oppressor should not ever tell the oppressed how they should protest. Exactly, bro. I 100% agree with you. And that's what and that's why like I said, we need voices like yours and ours out there on the ground to let the youth know how to do it and how to protect and how to protect themselves because you know, the my thing is the goal is do what you want to do, just don't get caught. And there's all, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So I feel you there. It, at this point now, has though, a reaction too. Don't forget that. Right at this point now, I think with all the little young G's out there, I think they need to go in the house because the protests have been infiltrated. Oh yeah, they've all they were they were infiltrated from day one. Right. But even who getting the consequences? Even, even who getting the consequences that, of it? Even with that, the uh, all the unrest is good though. So I, I, you know, we seen that out there. We seen that out there with the. Uh, it was a lot of the white boys and stuff like that. They was doing. They had their own agenda type of thing. But I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing what they're doing because if they out there create mayhem and chaos, and that's still like it's not a it's not a bad thing overall for them. It's just how you interact with them. Like if if they're gonna be over there doing their thing. Okay, don't get caught up over there with them like that and don't move with them a certain way. But if they gotta if 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 they wanna go out there and burn police cars, let them niggas burn police cars. 
burn that shit down. Burn it to the ground. So somebody asked the question, and it's a good question. He said, first, how many of us with trades are willing to take two hours a month to teach our children a trade? Second, how many will be willing, if no building, be willing to use a garage shop or outside to teach? Me? I say that off the rip. Yeah, I think I that's... That's something a lot of us would do. That's something a lot of us are doing. I think when people ask questions like that, they usually assume that we're not doing that. Like that type of stuff is not going on in the community. One of our rappers down here, Slim Thug, he got a program where he teach uh, young black men how to build homes from the ground up. So, like I heard, bro, doing his thing. I heard he doing his thing now, though. Yeah, man. So that type of stuff is is not uncommon. You know, I'm I'm into the the arts and stuff like that. So. I often go to the schools and teach uh, children, like give acting classes and shit like that. But you know, that's that's not a trade per se. But it, even with this economy, that's a way to make money. In it that. is. Oh, wait a minute, that is a trade. What you mean, man? You know how big acting is? How big the movie so industry is. is? My dad's huh? an actor, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a trade, bro. It's a career. That's 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 a point. Yeah, and it's like, man, you know, with us, everybody just got to be willing to, to wake up in the morning and do what they can practically do. Because we look for these big things. We we used to, like, celebrities doing shit on a grand scale. You know what I mean? Like, we, we that that's the shit that's going to be posted everywhere. If, if Even if these niggas tweet, LeBron James can tweet. And I love LeBron, so I ain't saying it's like, you know, no diss against him. But cool. LeBron will send a tweet. And that shit would get blown up. Like, oh man, look at look at how much LeBron cares about the community. He he tweeted. <laughs> so it's like niggas in the hood doing shit for the youth on a daily basis. And they don't and, see, they get no recognition. Right, right. But they don't do it for the recognition. They do it because they were once in those children's situation and they're trying to do better for them. They're trying to help them out. So it's not always about recognition. And we got to work something. with what we got. Like, we ain't, we ain't you know, got it like stuff, that. You know what I'm saying? People, like, we just work people, with Some people are so used to the limelight that everything they do is for the limelight. Let that sink in. And, and it's because, too, they want, us to, they want us to get into this mode of, they want us to do charity work and not revolutionary work. So they always trying to promote charity work and make it seem like this is the this is the most noble thing, this is the most righteous thing. That the and when I talk about revolutionary work, like I said, I'm not talking about you know everybody picking up guns and going to hurt somebody. I'm talking about revolutionary work is like what the question asks, teaching the youth to trade and stuff like that. So if we build in communities of great minds and people that understand where we are as a people and what we need to do then they're not going to glamorize that or put that in a, in a, in a light, like, because they know that is the real threat. You know what I mean? Like if, like the whole thing in the Bible where it say, give a man a fish and he eats for a day and give him, you know, teach him how to fish and he can eat for a lifetime. So they're not trying to push us to teach each other how to fish. They just trying to push, give each other a, one or two pieces of fish. Oh, I know. 
you know, that's that's why I say, man, the 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 revolution is so it's so it's so much that go with it, but we we got what it takes. And we've been showing that we got what it takes. And it's a it's, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot we can't like talk so about show, directly. So show but me, so show a few me, of us, so a few of us together so on the same accord. Like ten of us so together on the same accord can get Show me an army. Show me a police force that well, we, we have. got. We got black. We got we got black militias. I and this is the thing about like. Let, let me let me tell you about this movie. Let me tell you about this movie. This is hypothetically speaking. I don't want to hear about a movie. Watch this. Right. I don't this want to hear about a movie. This, this, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying, bro. People, what I'm saying. I'm talking about a movie. I'm not talking about real life, and I'm just hypothetically speaking about this movie. In this movie, you had a group of 30 to 40 guys. But the thing about having enemies is what these guys realize is that it's one thing to declare war on somebody and be in an all-out upfront war. It's another thing to be at war with somebody and they don't know that they're at war with you. You can get a whole lot more done with fewer people. So these 40 guys was able to take out hundreds of people because those hundreds of people didn't know that they were even in a war against those people. So what was your point in saying that? Because I really don't understand it because we're not in a position to do anything similar in that movie. I disagree. I disagree. So you think 40 people can actually do something and not get killed in this America or not have it um, shut down before they even get to the point to where they won't? Have you heard you you you, you heard about Attica? You seen the I movie? Think a real life, yeah, and I think a real life situation though, if you look at what happened in Dallas with uh with the brother, that brother was by himself. Like he planned that by himself, and he was able to, you know. Do it, it was able to make significant a significant like statement, and that brother was by himself. That's just one person. Then it was the other guy. I can't remember what city he was in. That they I think they eventually like got him in like a a parking garage. Then there was a uh, Christopher uh, Dorton. I think was his name in California. There are plenty of examples of people who say, you know what, fuck this shit. Let me do something. And it's by itself not even planning with nobody else. And so if one can take out 10, then yes, 60 can take out 500. Oh, wow. This is not the 300, Joe. The, the three, this is what I'm telling you, bro. The 300 went to, like, they, they faced off. They squared off with these people. They knew we they was coming. They said, hey, this is, I'm saying this. When you go to, listen, listen. Listen, have you ever had beef with somebody in the hood? Have you ever had beef with somebody? Uh, any, have, have you ever had a problem with somebody? I've had a lot of unnecessary okay. foolish beef. So, listen, listen, if, 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 if I, had a, I had a problem with a guy once and um, he didn't tell me how he was gonna come or what he was gonna do. All I know is one night I was coming from the grocery store and I had a gun in my face. Now, if we had if we had declared war on each other and we had both said like, hey, 
when I see you, it's going to be a problem. I'm looking for you. You looking for me. It would have been a totally different scenario. What I'm saying is we don't have to tell people we coming for you. We getting ready to do this. That puts us at an advantage. We can handle the situation differently. If we tell white, if we again, tell, if we as a society again, tell white people, say what? By the time that kicked off, it'll be quelled because we do not have enough firepower nor unity to do that. But what's, what's firepower though? What's firepower? Because firepower, firepower is more than just bullets. What do you think firepower is? No, I'm not. Charles Goodwin, sorry to disappoint you. I've already done that. <laughs> but uh, you know what firepower is? Weapons of mass destruction, guns, tanks, bombs, missiles, jets. We do not have that. So by the time those 60 people got to any community, they would either be inside 10 of them, so it'll be down to 50 because they're going to find some beef. Listen to what I'm saying, though, bro. They not going to know who those people are. That's what I'm telling you. They not going to know who those people are. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 10 of them. Another 10 of them be and probably left because they're like, hold up. They on some other stuff. So now you're down to 30. So by the time you get there, the police probably are being got everything surrounded and y'all probably be gut down. Listen, I listen I'm to not that. Talking about, I'm not talking yeah. about 60 mm -hmm. people showing up, everybody dressed in black, we going in here like the army. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about a network of people who are working together. So when you talk about, yeah, oh, they got the 10, they, I'm talking about not knowing who these people are. So when they, when they say, Oh, we got this incident over there, this incident over there, this person missing over here. They not gonna they not gonna be able to connect. Oh, okay, it's this 60 people that are doing it. Let's go to war with these 60 people. Number one, they don't know that they exist. They don't know who's doing this and why. I'm not understanding your concept. I mean, I understand your concept, but bro, it's not gonna work, okay? Just just stop living in a fantasy world. That's our problem. We have to live in reality. That's a fantasy. Do you honestly think? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to even get into that. You know what I mean? It, it is a fantasy. It, it, just, like, just like you said. But um, if I'm just we speaking hypothetically. What we have, right. And that's your problem. You don't want to work with what we have. We have to work with where we at. We have to start where we at and build from here. So the people out there, they're on the ground. They're using the tools that they have available. And we have to support them. And then we move from that. This is how shit happened. This is how all the terrorist groups worked and got shit done for themselves. So if you want to start you a, a, a low-key organization, do it, but don't do it like this. You don't Maybe want yo, to listen, bro. You keep, I don't know why, but it's like you keep wanting to put these jackets on me, boss. And I'm not, I don't understand it because I'm not the things that you're saying, I'm saying are implying I'm not. I, and when you say start from where we at, I'm telling you that is and what I have been doing since 2005, bro. Since okay, 2005. So, this is, so, 
So don't don't like just quit doing that. Just quit saying, All right. All right, you know. Bro. My solution is we attack the Constitution. That's my my solution. We get, and that's cool. I'm with that. Like I said, I, I'm with. I'm with it. We I'm with by, it on every level. Everybody got to do what they can we do. Pizza, we live by a document that was written when none of us alive today was meant to be in the positions that we are. When our ancestors were still property, that document was drafted that we are living by today. So that my solution. Bring that to the forefront and say beyond that like it, it, and what i'm saying is that everything that everybody is coming up with now is one of the solutions and when i say revolution is the solution it because revolution is a combination of all of that I so understand. it's not like i that's what i'm saying it. so i don't i don't i don't disagree with you my, my only thing with us is i think the conversation would flow better between us if it, it just didn't always lead back to you know you telling me Oh, you you trying to do this? You just want to do that? Because when you're saying I'm trying to do what I want, it's not what I'm saying that I want or trying to do. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to do that. But that's what it sounds like when I listen to the things that you're saying. So it's helping me get a clearer understanding of actually where you're coming from. That's that's, that's because when we when we say the word revolution as a community, we do have like that's painted in a certain way. When we think about like, I remember um, somebody posted a picture of Huey P. Newton with it holding his gun, and when it's like when it started kicking off and with uh, Ahmad Aubrey, and somebody they said in the caption that this is the type of um, like revolution or protest or like this is what we need with Huey holding his gun, and so my my thing about that is they're not looking at the organization that came with the Panthers. They're not looking at the real hard, like him standing up there with that gun. That was the easy part. That it, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing to that part of it. The hard part about the Panthers was building the newspaper to get the propaganda out there, selling the little red books by mile to get the propaganda out there, having meetings, uh, week, uh, days and days and weeks out of meeting. Most of the Panthers didn't even have jobs, bro. That's what a lot of people don't even understand. Like they, their, their whole life, their work was the Panthers. So when people say we need that and they think about revolution, they thinking about us just holding guns and looking intimidating, but really not doing nothing with the guns. And when they think Whoa. about like revolution, they think we saying, man, we finna go up in here and shoot up everything and just got to go to war in a, in, a, in a way that's like in that type of way. Like we just finna 60 of us line up and we finna go shoot it out with some redneck group. That's not what that's not what we mean when we talk about that's not what I mean when I talk about revolution. But that's the way a lot of our people see it when they see revolution. They don't see the organization that comes behind those images is what I'm saying. And so when I say organized, I mean that seriously because and when people when people dismiss it as if oh it's just something that can't happen, I can understand the argument of it, yeah, it doesn't happen on a large scale. I've been involved in many Panther groups that disintegrated. In Houston alone it was like five to seven Panther groups that all <laughs> disintegrated because of bullshit, because of egos and stuff like that. But as a person, as a black man, and as an individual, I had to understand that it doesn't stop with the Panthers. I didn't take an oath to defend black lives here because of, like, uh, I, I'm not defending an organization. My loyalty is to my people through whatever organization, whether it be the Panthers, 
whether it be Anubis, whether it be whatever group I'm working with, it's not the organization. It's the fact that I took that oath to my people. So I don't care how many groups break down or how many people don't get along or how many egos get involved. We can't stop moving because I, you know what I mean? So that's what I mean. When that, that's what I'm talking about. Like when people talk about what's going on and I say organized, because when we use the Panthers as an example, it's the Panthers organization and hard work behind the scenes um, before they put on them uh, leather jackets and berets and stood up there with them guns. It's what they had behind that that's powerful. And that's what I, we need to get to. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with anything that you said. My question is now, how do we go about implementing those ideas? So the, the, the first thing we got to do is there's probably like, you know, and we don't, we don't go off this channel. So I'm going to say this, not just because we're on this channel, but, uh, Definitely got to say it um, because we are, you know, it's a catch-22. But um, <laughs> we, we have to start linking up with people who are trying to do group building. We have to be involved with something. And it's amazing how so many of us are involved with nothing. So that's the first step is really link up with like-minded people. Whether, like I said, if it's the 100-man team, if it's, um, you know, whatever the case, you have to link up with like-minded people. It starts there and start looking for more like-minded people. And, uh, you know, the organizations can put their structures and rules and stuff in place because we don't have to be like a monolith. And um, as far as, as far as like where I'm at right now and how, how I'm moving personally, I can say that one of the issues in the community, the, the, the revolutionary community is that there is a lot of dissension between, Groups. There's a lot of dissension inside of groups. I'm not denying when Garfield and you know Unk and people like that bring that up that there's not issues. I'm not denying that, but I also we also can't discount the fact that there are plenty of people, you know, thousands of people nationwide that are out there trying. And yes, there are struggles and issues. So from where I'm at, and 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 um, as far as my association with the organizations that I deal with, I'm saying like right now. I think that there should be an annual meeting between all the groups that consider themselves revolutionary and some sort of council on planning going forward. Like all the groups can have their own things. You got some people that like to do pig watch. You got some people that just write articles and do book clubs. You got some people that uh, pass out food and right now PPE and stuff like that. So whatever these groups are doing, I'm saying there needs to be an annual meeting because there's a lot of bullshit and egos getting involved. And I think that not I think, but people tend to respond differently to each other when they're face to face and they know they have to eventually see somebody. So a lot of the a lot of the, the effects of this internet generation is that they don't have to see these people. And when you're online, you can talk to people how you want to talk to them. You can you can, you know, speak a certain way and do all this, this and that, because you know nine times out of ten, you ain't never got to see these people. So my my one of my things that we need to start doing is like I said, organizing. And with the groups that's with the revolutionary groups that's already uh, that's already uh, you know here, I think that we need to have an annual meeting between the groups so that these people start seeing each other, so that they that that will quell some of the the senseless you know shit talking and nonsense. If I know I gotta see this person eventually.
right, well. So organization, you asked me, you asked me what we need to do. We gotta organize where we are. If you know anybody that if you know of any group or something that's going on, um, be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like um, be a part of it. Whether it's in a leadership position, if you gotta start your own group, start your own group. If it's a without that existence, then just be a part of that. But uh, that's what I mean. And it's it's that simple. Whether you got five people or ten people, you can make we can make some stuff happen. I've seen it in real life. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I I've seen it very recently. So it, it worked and it happened, but everybody has to, to make up in their mind to do something. And we have to be a part of getting people to that resolution. Every day when we wake up in our everyday lives, but each one, you know, each one teach one type of shit. That's where we have to be with it. All right. That's cool. I agree. Um, someone keep asking me, how do we attack the Constitution? Like I said yesterday, we must first outline what we want changed in the Constitution. Then we must have people, we must get people who want to work to look at the Constitution and not only look at the Constitution, but realize that it isn't inclusive. We're living in a universal society right now and the white man isn't the only person on the land, but yet the document that we live by that governs the land, that sets the laws and the statutes and all that was written when it was a land dominated by who? The, the white man. So no matter how you wanna look at it, the only way that anything can actually change is laws have to be changed. So we have to get politicians, legislators, and all that to change amendments and things like that. Exactly. If those aren't changed, then won't shit really change? Exactly, man. I mean. And Mumu, you talking about organization and centralization. Are you talking about different organizations coming together? That's centralization right there. So we need to organize and centralize. Yeah, right. Because we gotta we gotta start having well what I noticed about a lot of leaders in the community, they don't like to have um like a system of um accountability for themselves. And mm -hmm. A lot of times they have great ideas, but it's hard to separate the great ideas from their egos a lot of times. So, oh, man, we were just talking about that last time. Yes, we were. Yeah, and so I, I, I honestly feel like the, the, the times I have led, I gave up my leadership for a council, meaning like I, I appointed like uh, seven people that we would, the, the collective would bring up a vote and... Um, then it would go to like those seven people and they would vote on what the collective says that we should bring to the table. And so I don't, I don't necessarily believe that we need sole leaders anymore. 
we have so many great minds and we have to we have to set up a system like to where we can we can check those people's egos that we don't give their egos room to flourish like you got a voice just like i got a voice but my voice don't need to be uh more powerful or louder than yours we just both need to be able to speak to the speak with the people have conversations with the people and whoever ideas is whatever idea we come up with as a collective that's the one we follow but stop just following um plans and ideas just because oh this person came up with it and he's our leader so that's the way yeah. we're going and then that, that becomes a dictatorship there if yeah, you just and, listening to one man it just becomes a dictatorship and that's what we've been dictated a light movement exactly bro and like I, like I said, the tragedy is that like whenever they kill our great minds like the Malcolms and the Martins, the, the greater tragedy is that there should be a thousand Malcolms and Martins. You know what exactly. I mean? There should never there just... are, you don't think there are a thousand Malcolms and Martins? But they're I not in the are. position though, Sabio. That's they're just the not in that position. It's, exactly. not, it's not set up. You know what I'm saying? So, so we end up and, that, and, 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 and again, that goes to us and our generations that can be forged. We can't we, we we can't sit here and act like we don't take blank we can't play we didn't play a part in some of this dysfunction. You know we can't what you mean by that boss what you mean we like you mean black people? Yeah because I mean, we had opportunities to organize and come together and things like that but there's always some way hey. that decision is brought in. So hey. let, me just, let me just finish this up real quick. So again, damn, I just lost my point that quick as soon as I came in. Killed you with the head. Go ahead, yo. Get <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of me. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, go ahead, yo. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Unc, I'm glad you're back, man. I'm tired of talking so much. Come on, Unc, you need to take over the conversation. Oh, oh, so hey, man, they don't take over, man. They don't take over, man. That's what we just talking about. <laughs> you gotta get yeah, my dog. Y'all put me out there, see? You don't need, you, you don't need me right now. I'm listening. But yeah, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. I got it. Thing is. When you're talking about these the these groups and us coming together and things like that, like I like 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 Gideon Block said, we we're just talking about how people gotta learn to put their egos aside. And the, hmm. to do that though, you gotta have a system in place for that. Like the um nah, nah. you just gotta it, come to the saying. table. You just gotta it's honestly not, come gotta to the table. Now, nah, well, he right, he right though, Sabio. He right, Sabio, because in order to enforce that, there needs to be a system in place. Then there's accountability involved. You know what I'm saying? It's like when we were talking about the shit, like um, we want to deal with it as a human rights issue because right. we've seen what we've seen what civil rights issues do. They give us privileges. We, we're not looking for no privileges right now because we got privileges, but they're still killing us in the street and they're getting away with it. So we need a system of accountability for they ask to be accountable for the actions that they commit against us. So we need to be seen as human. But obviously, they don't, they don't look at us as human. 
They gave us civil rights for us to be civil with their ass. We, we, we're not looking for that. We need to be on the same kind of level. They need to be looking at us like, yo, you see that black man over there? He human. That black man over there, he ain't property. He ain't our pet. Okay. He ain't our dog. He ain't our fish in our tanks. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We can't treat him like how we want him. We got to treat him like we treat ourselves. That's they, they what, need, I'm going to ask that's everybody a question, yo. I'm going to ask everybody a question, right? Just say I never was here before. I don't know nothing about your problems. I don't understand it. Explain to me, right? Explain to me the, the, the racism, right? Or let me use a better word than that. Well, I ain't no better word than racism. I want y'all to explain to me the, the problems y'all got in America, right? Now, mind you, I get a chance to look at the snapshot, right? I get a chance to look at how we got snatched out of Africa and how we got to where we live today, all right? Now, I don't got no dog in fight. Imagine me not having a dog in fight. So I'm gonna ask y'all, talk about oppression. Why we stand up right now? Explain to me the oppression that you're going through right now, right? And, and, and I'm gonna be quiet, and I want everybody to tell me the oppression that you're going through right now. Okay. Since you've well, been there, 30 years old for the last 30 years. Let, I'm, I want everybody to take their time and make sure, and hold on, and it can't be based off of no excuses. It's gotta be legitimate oppression because we have seen legitimate oppression. Now, go ahead, I'm listening. Everybody take right, your time. I'm gonna start, and mine was yesterday, like I explained earlier. I asked a man, an elderly black man. He wasn't elderly, but he was older. He was about 50, 55, maybe 60, somewhere up in that area. I asked him, should the oppressor tell the oppressed how to protest? And as he was giving him, as he was giving me his answer, the police was riding up the street. They weren't called. And as he I stepped on the opposite, I stepped out of the street so the police can drive through, which I thought he was gonna do. He was just gonna part the I parted the seat so he can go past. Instead of him going past, he stopped and asked, is there a problem? Right there, he judged the look of my hair, my locks, and my skin, and he used his so-called authority and oppressed me. He used his badge and shit to oppress me and infringe upon my right to have a civil conversation with a human being. So that was okay. a human, he, he was not called. So he was minding our right. business. He should have kept okay, minding on. Fucking business. All right, hold on. Let's read it. Hold on. Let's read oppression. It says the pronoun cruel, cruel, or unjust treatment. That was control. unjust treatment because he was not called. He had yes. no business asking me any fucking thing. Huh? I don't care how much you try to make. Okay, how you try to justify? He. No, I didn't say. No, 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 no. no. Like off of our skin color and the way we look, bro. That was why, 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 cursing, man. Why, why y'all cursing on my channel, man? I apologize for that, but that you know what's crazy. Me I had a barbecue yesterday, right? And I'm listening to the show live, and I had to turn it off. My kids can't listen to this show, man. 
Y'all cursing like sailors yesterday. I'm like, look at these Negroes. I thought it was a family program. <laughs> family program, Dagger Squad. Y'all got these Negroes cursing a storm. I'm like, damn, I can't even listen to my own show. God damn. My oh, bad. Man. me off yesterday. Cursing like a sailor. Oh, you have <laughs> cursing. And had I been and had I been ten years younger, I probably would have went to jail because I would have acted a fool yesterday. Oh, okay. hey, has anybody else um, experienced um, white folk being randomly nice to you, especially white women, lately? Uh, yeah, okay. y'all. I have. No, man, you got to explain your question, Joe. Come on, man. Don't change the subject. Don't change the subject. Where you at, Haskins? Talk to us about the question, Joe. Hey, your phone be robotic, bro. I don't know what the hell going on. You can hear me now? Hey, did you just hear you now? Did you just say robotic? Yeah, go ahead. Man, go ahead, Haskell. Somebody do a talk Do not look that up in the dictionary. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, robotic. No, robotic. I wasn't trying to derail the convo. I was just saying that it's just weird, man. Like, that should be hella uncomfortable when they do that. Like, hey, how are you doing? Like, uh, you know, so, uh, hey, uh, you want to talk about the question? Wait, no, Haskell. Did you specifically huh? ask about the last 30 years when you asked your question about a question you said you wanted to hear about the last 30 years? I was talking about however old you are, you got to talk about the oppression. So if you're 40, you know, 40 years. Uh, I just want to hear it. All right. Also, who does y'all want to go next? You talking. All right. Um, when, when, so just like you said, the, the definition, right? Um, and my bad, I was I was getting in the car and moving around, so I couldn't really hear. But um, I think it said something about systemic. Could you, could you read the definition again? My bad, bro. Could you read the definition again? Right uh, oppression. It says the prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment or control. It says the state of being subjected to unjust treatment or control or mental pressure or distress. All right, bet. Mm -hmm. Because he's um, under mental distress for no reason. <laughs> my my personal example is the really the example of a lot of people in our community. You know, um, with the whole crack era epidemic. You know, I'm 39 years old, so I grew up in the in the mostly the 90s. You know, basically 80s and 90s and stuff like that. So. Uh, I was on the side of it where my dad was a crackhead and my mom continually had cancer. So now we're dealing with we're dealing with the medical system, the medical field, and we're dealing with the uh, the crack ep epidemic. And so during this time in the crack during the crack epidemic, we know that it's facts that they would classify cocaine as like a, a lower level drug. So you could have guys with an ounce of coke and they were getting less consequences than people that had a pinch of, of cocaine that was uh, inside the crack rock mixed with the baking soda. 
So when we talk mm-hmm. about systematic oppression, how, how much different would a lot of lives in the hood be if they treated it like they treat it now with the white people going through their meth addiction and instead of criminalizing uh, men like my dad who had a, who was a crackhead but never stole nothing or never committed any crimes other than smoking crack, how much different would my life have been instead of living in Section 8 my whole childhood and um, him having to run for the police and not being able to get help for his drug addiction if he was able to get help and become a productive and better father? And um, how much better would life have been if my mother wasn't going through the, the medical care system as a black woman who was from the projects and never having any real access to, or I ain't gonna say access, but not having the resources for the type of things that she needed that would have been able to prolong her life instead of them going to her and uh, instead of her being able to get the early care that she needed. So like I said, my personal story is the story of most of our community that grew up in those conditions because no matter what side of the, the crack epidemic you was on, whether you was making money from it, you were still getting 10 and 20 years in jail just for having a few rocks on you when the white boys, because when I went to the suburbs, they had way more drugs in the suburbs than they did in any hood I ever been to, but they were not being over-policed and their fathers that was doing the drugs and their teenage sons that were selling the drugs, none of them ever got sweated from the cops like the niggas that we was living with in the hood with. So they went on, they were selling drugs in high school and middle school and using all types of drugs but because they communities weren't over-policed, they didn't go up in a community to where most of the men are in jail and most of the moms are left alone, either dead or in jail, and most of their moms are left alone to raise children by themselves. So my oppression and the oppression that is happening, and now that my life is a little bit different, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not one to say that opportunity doesn't exist in the United States, because I've been to other places where the opportunity comes a lot different. Like the opportunity is, Nigga, either you're going to work for this slave label or you're going to starve. Ain't no, ain't no one, you know what I mean? Ain't no other ways around it. So I'm saying, like, I, I do agree that we do have more opportunity here in the United States than a lot of other people that look like us. But at the same time, there has been a systemic, there has been systemic oppression in place to keep us at a certain level that we are. And it affects our lives daily because even though I got homeboys that made it out of the hood that's, you know, doing good. Niggas, some niggas got mansions and, uh, you know, all this type of stuff, and they doing good. But most of my homeboys that share my story are still in the hood. And either, either if they're not, they not dead, they're either just getting out of prison or getting ready to go back because of the school-to-prison pipeline that was set up institutionally because white people didn't get treated this way. They had more drugs in their community but they didn't get over police. They wouldn't know because I had friends when we was, we were so poor that my mom used to go beg for food. And so she met this white lady that lived in the suburbs that helped us out. And the white lady would let us come stay at her house and we would go, we would get it. So her family kind of became like our family. So her son was selling dope and she didn't know it. So they lived in this nice white neighborhood where him and all of his friends were selling dope. And the one time me and him got stopped together by a cop he had dope on him. I got stripped down butt naked while the white boy had the dope on him the whole time. And they kept asking me where the dope at. So there was a clear cut difference in how our communities were being treated. 
And that is that is what leads us to a lot of the situations that we're in today because of that systemic oppression that happened. And, and I'm saying me personally, too, in the 90s, that's where my a lot of my oppression comes from, is that that's the conditions that we grew up in. And that's the conditions that a lot of our people are still in in this country. Yeah, I, I want to say something more like, you know, really, it comes down to a matter of pride, really, when you think about it, because to use it as a as a um, as an analogy, if you look at the the uh, the, uh, 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 the colonists that were here, when they revolted against the British, you know, compared to the lives that their predecessors lived in England, um, you know, I think living under feudalism, they had it made here. You know, they had tremendous amount of property, making money, et cetera. They were willing to put their lives on the line and go to war simply because they didn't have a say so in how in their politics. You know what I'm saying? Being taxed without being represented. Now, if you look at it in a big picture sense, I mean, most of us wouldn't be willing to go, you know, go and fight and die for something like that, especially if we're relatively comfortable, which a lot of us are. Like, I have a house, I have a car, you know, where I come from, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my previous um, generation, they live in board houses and zinc houses. So, hey, Haskell, I need you to give me the oppression, yo. Huh? Come on, yo, stay right there. Yo. Give us the oppression you have experienced in your last. How old are you? I'm 38. Yeah, 38 years of oppression. Explain it to us the same way Mumu did. Oh, that's what we're looking for right now. You can get into yes. Stand on top of yo. I stay there. Come okay, on. yeah. I'll, 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 I'm a guy that don't know nothing about oppression. I've been to Africa. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that. I've been around the world. I'm here and I'm trying to talk to the African American. Explain, explain to me how oppression has affected your life. Mumu did a great job. Go ahead. Right. Well, for me, I guess I'll we'll go back to, to when I was living in Jamaica till I was 14. In a, in a map. Huh? Jamaica don't count. Well, y'all want Jamaica to count too? Says what? Says, says people, colonial people control Jamaica. You want that to count? No, we don't, don't control Jamaica. Jamaica. Who told you that? <laughs> Who told you, you that? I, I didn't say you. I said the colonists is what I said. I said you. Oh, you I mean, I mean, look, the highest, the highest court in Jamaica, the, the highest court in Jamaica is still the British Privy Council. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the independence that we have, and like Garfield had alluded to earlier when he was talking about the, uh, the, the IMF and the World Bank, you know, they ran the, the same game that they run uh, globally where they come in, they give you these loans, right? Because you're in, as a country, you're in a vulnerable position. You don't have a lot of resources. They give you these loans, deplete the land of, of, the, uh, of the actual wealth. In our case, it was bauxite. And um, there was some other mineral I can't think of right now. But, you know, of course, that, that, that you know, you, you have no wealth, right? Okay. Um, so I would start there as far as oppression. Um, How about in know, America, when you got to America? Yeah, was yeah. Was it as bad as Jamaica? Was it, was it worse than Jamaica? Uh, as far as bad? oppression? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really don't. I, I'm be honest because in Jamaica you don't see you don't see white people I didn't see a white person till I came here you know what I'm saying so in, in, in 
in Jamaica, if you're not if you're not cognizant of world politics, you wouldn't even necessarily mm -hmm. you wouldn't even necessarily know that you're being oppressed, quote unquote. You're you're just living your life. Whereas in America, it's much more it's much more uh, it's more right. It's more palpable. It's in your face. You know, you see it every day. So you see you see the stark difference in how we're treated versus how another group of people are treated, you know? So, mm -hmm. so that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just trying to figure out anybody's pressure. We're gonna add it up. We're gonna see. We're gonna see if there's any solutions on that. Who next? Somebody next? Well, I ain't been you here that long. I've been here by about 12 years, man. I've been here. And most our faces just like racial profiling and shit like that. You know, so I don't really be in people way for the most part um, of my time here. I was cooped up in the house because I ain't had no job. I ain't had nothing to do. I'm not a resident or none of that. So I really didn't go out much. So I really didn't face much. But when I started to go out, you know, that's mostly what I faced. Just, you know, racial profiling, both from individual white people and police, you know. Shit, people look at you funny and shit like that, you know. Act different with you because of your color, your skin. I got dreads and shit, so motherfuckers look at me different. Anyways, right. you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. it's just shit like that, bro. It's like, like I was saying, you know, before, like, I feel more privileged than, like, I got a right. And it's the big difference between the two. <laughs> Motherfuckers got privilege to drive. You ain't got no right to drive. So you ain't got no license. Your ass ain't going out there talking about you driving without re without a repercussion. Mm. <laughs> That's that palmetto look. Unless you mm. go where you go and get there without the police messing with you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I see them like if we were to compare what, what we're going through today back to somebody in the in the early part of the, the 20th century. There's no comparison. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, it's degrees, really. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Haskell. Uh-oh. Don't you say I mean, that. That's a fact. I don't think uh -oh. anybody uh -oh. would agree with that. Uh -oh. I don't think anybody would disagree. Yeah, nobody would disagree, but, but uh, uh, that's why I made that point about the um the, the early colonists in in a in a big picture sense, they it, they were living great, but it's just the fact that they knew is is almost like it's an all or nothing proposition. If I if I'm not equal to you and able to have all the rights and 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 you know everything that comes with being a man, then you're oppressing me. Right. It might you're as well. Me. I am being oppressed, and I might I might as well not have nothing. You know, everybody's not going to have that type of mindset, though. But certain people, they're wired that way. Like, power is an all or none proposition. You can't be raping somebody as a white person. You, you call it red-handed. You're raping somebody behind a, um, behind, a, behind a dumpster. And the judge said, well, you know, prison life is just going to be too hard for you. So, you know, we're going to let you go. And then another guy, because they have some weed on him and it's the third time, 
he gonna he gone for life. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, we can't. Like, even if even if we're way better off than we were in 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 1876, either way, it can't. This can't. It can't stand. We can't stand for it. As as human beings, we cannot stand for it. You know what? What baffles me, bro? America go out into the world, and they go way across, way over to the Middle East and all that shit. And they want to control how them people live their lives. And they want to make peace and all this shit with them people. Right? And I say make peace, I'm talking about they want them people to make peace with themselves because they ain't they in their own country brutalizing each other, whatever the fuck they do. They got their own laws. Pardon my language. They got their own laws and regulations and whatnot. So America go over there and they're trying to you know, impose their views and and whatnot and how they should live. While they got this situation right here with us, and it's like they don't give a flying ass. So I got a big problem with that because I, I I watch this shit all the time. I see it. You know, I, I um somebody talked about the eighteen hundred. I, I I've been in and out. I you know, I might be, you know, kind of out of the conversation now, but somebody brought up like we, we might be better off uh, than we was in the 1800s, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, you know, Haskell, you know, made a good point with that. But what I want to say about that is, you know, Amos Wilson, I listened to Amos Wilson, he did a lecture. And I listened to one, I always listen to his lectures over and over again. But he talked about this bear. They talked about a grizzly bear that was in the circus. Mm -hmm. And they taught the grizzly bear how to ride the fucking unicycle. You know, the bear wore a top hat and all this shit. So the bear out of his mind. But he said he, the, the point that got me, that always gets me when I hear him tell this story is uh, he said that the bear you know, like I said, the bear was riding the unicycle. He was wearing a top hat and a vest and everything, right? But the bear was already out of his fucking mind. He wasn't even a bear no more when he let the motherfucker come in the cage and didn't take his claws and rip him apart. Yo, you gotta stop you cussing. You gotta stop cussing. You gotta stop cussing. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my bad. My bad. My bad. But, uh, you know, the, the point is, you know, that statement or the, the thought that we better off than we was in the 1800s is kind of crazy. We out of our mind if we think that. Now, Haskell, Haskell articulated it better than me. He didn't have to use tough words and everything. But, you know, uh, I just wanted to make that point. We out of our mind if we think right. we better off than we was in the 1800s. But and I don't think we said that. We just kind of felt what everybody impression is. So, so Corey, that's Corey, right? Corey, tell yeah, us. that's me. Tell that's us me. about. Tell us about the oppression, yo, that you had over your last forty years, bro. We trying to get everybody's story on oppression. Your last well, forty. You know years. the 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 eighties, the, 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 the crack epidemic. You know what I'm saying? That affected mm -hmm. my family. That that ran the crack. The eighties, the crack. The eighties and nineties. That, that ran rampant through my family. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? 
my mom, my uncles, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the dope game, you know what I'm saying? I done lost homies over dime rocks. I got homies that's doing, that's do, I got homies that they still get locked up right now today. My, I got right. homies that just got hit by the feds the other day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the, 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 the oppression, the whole, the whole crack game, it's um, it, it, it just, it just ruined the whole generation. Like my generation, people that's right now, that's 40 years old, 30, the crack, the crack, the, the crack epidemic that ruined my generation. The, you know what I'm saying? The bringing, the, the, the bringing that into my neighborhood. No, 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 nobody, no black people. Uh, had access to cocaine on the level where they could bring that into my neighborhood uh, at, at that time in the eighties, in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? That's got that's a government. That's that's uh, that's all government issue right there. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's the black market. That's how the black market runs. You know what I mean? And they get paid off of that. So like you know, China, I mean, like the wet markets over in China. Man, let him finish, man. God damn, let him finish. Talk about I'm about to back down loud. But I'm just saying, you know, that right there, uh, the 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 excess jail time, the getting caught with a nickel rock and going away for 10 years at a time, you know what I'm saying? That 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 killed my, my whole generation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't see I don't see NBA ready players, NBA ready in high school, get caught with a nickel rock. You know what I'm saying? And go away for ten years. You know, so that this is that that oppression. You know what I'm saying? And then and then just the hunting of me. I'm used to getting. You know, not now and not not since the last like ten years or so, but I'm used to getting uh pulled over by the police you know what i'm saying i'm used to uh you know getting jacked up like getting like what what dude went through that ain't nothing that i didn't that don't make me that don't make me react like what george floyd went through that type of shit don't make me react because i'm numb to that already i done been through that i know what that feel like to have that knee on the back of your neck and you can't breathe see what it what it what it was was he couldn't exhale See, you know what I'm saying? That's that's really that was really what killed him, to for my experience. If if you know what I'm saying, because I done been in that position already. You taking deep breaths, but you can't let them out because of the way your body and your neck is positioned on the ground. You know what I'm saying? And and not only that, he, you you know what I'm saying? You you going out, you co- going in and out because he on a it's a vein in your neck. You know what I'm saying? And that vein, it, it, with a good pressure on that vein, on that on that vessel, that'll that'll make you go unconscious. You know what I'm saying? I already know what that feel like. That don't make me flinch. I'm used to that. I don't been I don't been in that position a, a, a more times than I can count. You know what I'm saying? So that's what this that's what that oppression do to me. You know what I'm saying? It make me numb when I see my brothers get killed on all in 4K live. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what it do to me. You know what I mean? But you know, any you know, somebody else can take over now. It's during a pandemic. That's the crazy thing. 
it could be racially motivated still during the pandemic. So we have to think of, like, if you listen to myself, well, you have to think of other human to begin with. Damn, who background are that? I mean, that's not is it human to what? Say it again. Are they human to begin with? Who said that? Me. Oh, you said that? You said you said are they human to begin with? Yeah, because if you're talking about during a pandemic and they could still be racially motivated just to kill a black man, you have what three or four incidents and during a pandemic and they could still be racially motivated. So, you know, are they human? It's the question. And I, I mean, I, I spent my birthday um, in, in the jail just because I had a $5 bag of weed. I live in New York, so you know when they had to stop and frisk. It ran up on me, what do you got in your pocket? Simple. Then, you know, I spent the day in the bookings. So it doesn't matter. You know, they could break the law. The law, we we still second class citizen in this 2020. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the question is, are we dealing with human beings, or you know, what are we dealing with? What type of beings are we dealing? With? Mm. All right, can y'all can y'all hear me clear? Anybody here? Yeah, we can hear you. Huh? There's some noise in some kind of background, though. Man, ain't no noise now, is it? Is it still noise? Are you hearing noise? No, no, I'm hearing you now. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, for me, right, I'm taking all drugs off the table. I'm taking off the table, and I'm also taking that crazy-ass drug law off the table that says the the, the crack charge was high because they gave you not only the, the, the cocaine charge, they gave you a manufacturing charge with it, right? They say you manufacture it, okay? Now, the question is, who instituted that damn law? It was our church leaders, our community leaders that went to the quote-unquote police or quote-unquote uh, uh, government in the communities and asked for that because they were tired of the drugs being sold and being used and the whole crime and all that, and they fought for that. It was us who did that to ourselves. So I'm taking that off the table. And anybody want to debate me with that, you're going to lose. We're going to read the documents. We're going to figure out that it was the leaders in our community that fought for that crazy-ass shit, which was fucking bananas. So we did that to ourselves. And if you want to make an excuse up, well, we did it because we was crazy, the bear, okay, whatever. And everything will be that excuse. So anything having to do with using drugs and those crazy-ass drug laws, those in particular, you know what I'm saying? That's off the table. Because using drugs is a fucking personal choice that you make. It's a choice that you make, whether it's smoking cigarettes, which all of us did, whether it's taking a fucking little drink, which all of us did, which is fucking with something that got your ass addicted and made you wild out and fuck up your whole family. You did that. Only a powerless person would say that, yo, the white man made me get out. I'm not that kind of guy. So I just want to make that statement. And I'm not going to talk about my oppression, what it is and what it ain't, because this really ain't a conversation for me. And the reason I say that is because I went through too much in my fucking life based off of my fucked up choices that for me to jump in and act like somebody else got me 
It's some weak ass shit for me. So I'm gonna take so I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Excuse my language. I'm gonna shut up and let y'all finish talking. I'm done. Oh, uh, that's a debate you're gonna lose though. That's that, that when you talk about the drug epidemic and you say that's on us, that's a debate you'll lose, bro. I didn't say that. What did I say? What did I say specifically? Why do y'all do this? Come on, Momo. Listen. What did I say, Momo? What did I say, Momo? I heard what you clearly said, bro. I didn't say nothing about By the way, nigga, I went to California and brought the loads of shit back to my community. Nigga, ain't nobody, you know why I'm talking to white boys? A little bit tripping, a little bit. My but shit, if, you stamp on it. But, Uncle, if you're talking about the thing. Stamp on it, nigga. I fuck my community up, nigga. Me. But, me. But, Uncle. So I ain't take, I'm not giving that to somebody else, bro. Let's, I'm not um, giving that charge away from some of the people. Uh, you're talking about crack cocaine, Uncle. That's totally different from cocaine. So you have to be a chemist. You have to, hold on, hold on. You have to be a chemist. There's nobody in the, in the hood that came up with that. Theory and that method to make crack cocaine. Are you sure? <laughs> who, 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 no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying, Unc. Who invented it? Who invented it? Who invented it? That's how you get it. You don't get it from from niggas in your neighborhood ain't invent crack cocaine.
system dealt with the drugs in the black community. I know, but Momo, but you can't holler oppression when you went and got the motherfucker to do it. I can't get mad if I go get the devil, yo, then the devil go get all of us, yo. You know how when a nigga, uh, uh, like my man who snitched on Michael Vick, his own cousin, he can't get mad he end up getting more time than Michael Vick, nigga, you went to the you top out. You can't get mad if you go if you go wake up a sleeping giant and you step on everybody. You gotta take that and know next time to come through, then you can take care of the shit your own self instead of going to get them. We already know, yo. Check this out, Momo, Momo. Do you not realize that that, that us? You let me give you something to oppression, bro. Let me show you what the oppression is. The fact that Momo, if your dad, yo, get caught up in a drug heavy, yo, his damn near life is through. If a white person get high, yo, they be fucking around going to the Betty Ford Center and all that shit, dude. We can't afford to make them mistakes. Let's talk about that. That's the real oppression that, that human beings will regularly make mistakes. And we are actually punished on a higher level than anybody else with mistakes. Your whole life is fucked up based off of your dad going to fall using drugs and your mother having a condition called cancer, dude. White people shit ain't over with because of that. They can come back. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get what y'all saying, but I'm saying for me, drugs is off the table because we wouldn't got them motherfuckers for them tough baby drug love. We, the preachers did that shit. The community leaders did that shit, dude. I know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. They, uh, anybody want to test me on that, Moon Moon? Test me on who got those laws passed, bro. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, uh, but here's the thing. When you say that, the community so leaders got the gun. Yes. So why uh, bring it up, Moon Moon? No, oh, this is what I'm saying. They still didn't have the power no matter what they suggested. The community can oh, say right God. now, police, stop killing. Oh, 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 the community can say whatever right now. But the, at the end of the day, they still knew that, okay, yeah, we're going to fuck with that because, yeah, we're going to be able to lock a lot of these a lot of these black folks up, and we're going to be able to handle them how we want to, and we uh, lock, you know what I'm saying, lock a lot of them up and destroy their community with it, so no matter who said it, they gone with it because they see that, okay, it's gonna harm us. No harm, no foul, as long as it's harming us. So I'm saying the community can stand up and say, hey, y'all need to stop police brutality all we want, but they're not gonna stop it because that's not in their best interest. So they're gonna do what's in their interest regardless of what the community says. I do agree with you, what you're saying makes sense. And you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm from the streets too, I know what you're saying. That makes perfect sense. If they're talking about, if community leaders ran up there and said, hey, this crack is this, this, and that. We need to get rid of this. Do what we got to do. I'm saying, yes, that was wrong. But the powers that be only took that suggestion because they had a vested interest in the outcome of it. Well, we know they're the devil, bro. So why wouldn't they take advantage of that situation, Momo? Like, now you're asking for way too much. You're asking for some help, yo. So the question is... There is no help, niggas. I hate to tell you, there is no help. You have to be the help. There is no help. Stop acting like there's some help. There is no help. You have to become the help. Each individual, each person has to fight against the system. Everybody has to do what they got to do. Momo, you can't be mad at me because I don't want to do it your way. I can't be mad at you because you don't because because you don't want to do it my way. What we can't do is we can't get in each other's way. So no, I do not agree that in the middle of a damn pandemic that we all run outside and restart the pandemic. No, I don't agree with that. But I'm not getting in the way, dude. I'm not going to get in the way but, because I'm not going out there. So I, I'm saying I got their back, bro. I'm
That's the point I want to make. So everybody got to fight the way they fight. Whether it's a million radio shows or somebody listening and say, dude, that inspires me to do this. Dude, all that's in the fucking game right now, dude. But I refuse to allow because you got hooked on some cigarettes or, or, or hooked on some crack or some heroin, did that be a damn excuse to hell with that? A nigga drink because he because he decided to drink his pain away, whatever that pain may be. And he stopped because he decided to stop. Ain't nobody making you put the drug in your fucking mouth. But everybody know that they've been in NA, AA, alcohol, anonymous, and all that shit, or any fucking drug we have, you know the rules. The rule is, nigga, you gotta put it in. Come on, dude, everything can't be a fucking excuse, yo. Something gotta be on us. That's like what Kanye West said. Are we, you know, slavery was a choice type thing because you have to choose to stay here and still be under this oppression and still love America. If any black person still say they love America, it's like, like the guy was talking about. My bad. A lot no, of you got to be out of your mind. My thing is that you should got to be if if you if you think you love America and believe in this America process, you've been here. They say 40, 400 years. If 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 this is a process that we should stay in, kind of out of your mind because you know. From 1968 to 2020, even Times Magazine had a, a you know a picture up there about it. Just saying, you have to be out of your mind to believe that you know you have a safe haven here. Hey, can I speak? Of course you can, bro. It's a painful truth, but you you're right, huh? It's a painful truth, cause I was a tyrant in my neighborhood too, bit bro, bro. You feel me? I ain't. Mm -hmm. I, I won. You know. I ain't sell crack like that, but you know we breaking the houses, cars, shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you feel you feel me? It, it, it's a I'm painful truth. I'm with you, bro. You know, and, and 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 to be totally honest, you know, you know, I mean, being know me, you know what I mean. He, hmm. we grown up together. You feel me? Right. Same. Right. I went to a different high school, but you know, but it's it's a painful truth. You right. And for me, and for me, I've been three months clean from alcohol. You know oh, what I mean? Good. And it's a, and it's a fight for I'm me every day. Number, you know, nigga. I'm gonna give you my number, nigga. I can help you, yo. I'm gonna give you my number, nigga. That's the brother up here. I'm here for that, dude. Because I spent half my life on something, and I know what it's like to go through. I know it's like to dream that shit. But keep talking, yo. You know, you know what I'm saying, bro. And it is like. Like, I know the young G's. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, mm -hmm. in the city. And, you know, I chop it up with them. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they interested about E5. So that's how mm -hmm. I'm able to talk to the young G. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't preach to them. But I tell them, like, mm -hmm. hey, bro, you know, woo the woo, woo the woo. But it's mm -hmm. a painful truth. You know, crack mm -hmm. killed my family. My daddy died from crack. But guess what? Nobody then put that 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 straight shooter to his lips. Mom mm. used to tell me that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. like she be like, "Hey, your daddy got himself on the dope. He left us. He did that to us." I mean, it's a painful truth. It's the painful truth. This is where we've been intellectually. Hold on. This is where we've been intellectually dishonest. Let me say this right quick, boss. Because this is I'm gonna say it quick. 
This is where we, hold on, oh, please, let me just say this, and I promise I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up, baby. Let me just say this. I'm going to shut up. I am, I am, I promise, I promise. This is what I'm saying. This is where we've been kind of intellectually dishonest with this conversation. Because if you, oh, if you live, if you live in a community where you have a sense of community that you care about and feel secure about, we know that black people behave differently. You know what I mean? A lot of Momo, people, how many people I, I live in the community? community. My, my bad for cutting you off, bro, but how many of us live in the community? Down, bro. Listen to what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. The communities we live in, our mentality towards that is that we know we're at the bottom, and our mentality is, fuck the hood, let's get out of the hood. We, when, Listen, I'm from the hood, bro, we all are. So when I moved to a community, when I got enough money to move to a community, where a lot of it was mostly black, but it's the suburbs. Black people don't feel that way when they're living more comfortable. So our oppression came to a lot of a lot of effects of our oppression because of oppression is that we live in these communities. Momo, let's let's have a conversation, it's bro. Not food, bro. You said, it's not you, said you moved, bro, but you said you moved from a hood to communities, right? It's not true. It's not true, bro. I don't agree with you. No, no, no. I don't agree with you. No. Then they so what so what's the difference from the hood you moved from into the community that you in now? I'm saying I'm saying that that came from the tradition of what the hood is. It came from a lot of pain and strife and a, hold on, this is what I'm saying, bro. The, the the mentality and the condition of the hood came from a lot of emotional pain, strife, economic disenfranchisement. All of that goes with it. So when we just speak about the hood as a community and discount the emotional, the emotional and mental state of the people because of oppression, we're having an intellectually dishonest conversation about it. Because niggas didn't just wake up comfortable and say, fuck it. We just don't give a fuck. That's not what happened. That's what my I'm question saying. to you. Bro, my question is can you turn a can, can, can you turn a hood into a community is my question. Yeah, all day long. You can't. You can't so, you have to deal with the reason why it's so so and just say that oh man niggas in the hood just don't care just because they don't care. I'm saying that nobody said that moment. Nobody said that moment. that's I'm trying to go somewhere, Mumu. Like you you said you moved from a hood to a community, meaning that you are part of this community now. Like why 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 wasn't it why wasn't you able to turn your hood into a community? Why you leave? The reason, the reason why listen, I do go back, bro. What you mean? It's not about going back. It's not about going back in a sense. Alone. The reason why the reason why is because number one, like I said, we have to deal with why the hood is the hood. Okay, do, do we all get that? Or is that just something that we, like I said, yeah, we just but like it's, it's a hood for because of, there. right, because we don't own the control of the things in, our, in, in the neighborhood. So, That's so, the hood, bro. it's because we don't own the control things in that, in that particular part that we live in. So, 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 whoa own anything but we don't have shit there so when people when people no, live no, like you, that wherever you go no more you said you're gonna listen to my own talk yo you can't always talk anybody you rocking out yo it's a conversation no no it's not bro it's a conversation so i just want to understand how did you become in a a a, a contributing 
member of the community. Just because you move to a community don't mean that you are part of that community. You're just right, right. That's what I mean. I'm saying because of where I live, because the people there have, have things going for themselves economically, then they care about where they live and where they are in life. I'm saying in the hood, because of oppression, black people didn't just wake up and say, fuck life, uh, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, let me just go right. do damage and shit. I'm right. saying that that comes from, that mentality comes from oppression. Black people don't care about where they live. I'm saying, listen, bro, if we, I'm saying that nobody wants to, for the most part, nobody wants to spend their whole life feeling like they don't matter and they don't have anything. And that's what it feels like in the hood. If, if I don't know, I mean, maybe y'all didn't grow up in the same hood or something, but if the hood no, I just wanted, in, there was a lot of hopelessness. And I'm saying when you have hopelessness, you're going to have criminal activity and things of that nature from people who feel like they got nothing else left in life but to wild out. Yo, but Momo, I'm trying to understand. You said you moved from a hood to a community. How are you now a part of that community, bro? I'm just trying to understand. How can we, how can we, at least I, if we're going to move from a hood to a community, how can we have a be a part of that community. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm always a part of that community because it, it's not about where I live. It's about where I invest my energy, time, money, and all that type of stuff. So where I live is where I live, but where, where who I fight for and who I, ally, I ally myself with and who I ride and, and all that type of shit for, that's my community is the hood. My community is black and, and colonized people. My community is... is Huh? All right, I, I live I live with a place where it's a whole bunch of Arab own a whole bunch of stores, right? One Arab he went to a, a further down the way and said, "I'm going to buy this store," and he went and bought it. But in my neighborhood, there's no black people owning those stores, so it's still a hood. My thing is, how can how can I or how can people in my neighborhood turn that into a community? Or you know, understand what I'm saying? Like to say that you move into a community, but you're not a part of it. You still you in a community, but you're not a part of the community. I just want to understand how can we make a community? Is the question. I'm saying how we how we make community is now if we're talking about physically if we're talking about physically moving somewhere, and I say all right, like uh, how Garfield was saying, <laughs> buying those uh, buying those cities. In which, by the way, Garfield, I've been looking into that. Like that's some real shit. But um, like if we're talking about physically everybody living next door to each other and stuff like that, that's one thing. But what I'm talking about is this. I'm talking about no matter where I live, I still go to Garden City and Acres Home, 44. I still go there on a weekly basis and see what the youth is going through. Make sure uh, Larry and anybody else, all the little boys and girls, hold on, that's what I'm saying. I'm making sure all the little boys and little girls in there got a lot of what they need to get their mind right so that they don't have to exist in a community like where nothing. it's a whole lot of destruction and it could change their neighbor's home and if it don't change their neighbor's home they could just be in a place they like where they can not have to live like that so that's what i mean by community i'm not talking about what i'm physically laying my head at hey mumo can i talk without being interrupted is that possible bro <laughs> I, won't I, I won't interrupt you big bro don't make no strong so, argument though i'm doing that bro don't say i'm saying what i'm not saying I'm not, yo, because it seems like we both do that or something. Man. Okay, what I want to tell y'all is, and begin the conversation, brother, I'm saying, if this really ain't the conversation for me, we start talking about drugs and being a car. So let me give you a little inkling into my fucking story. And why all you need, can be, don't have to be, 
it can be an excuse. So I was born on Edmund Street. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know where Edmund Street is in Baltimore. Down, down Baltimore. It's the fucking hood, dude. Okay? Plain and simple. My mother moved us from there, right? She popped heights. I named my shoe after that. So you still parks. Right? You still park. That's what I named that because what? I was born on Lucille. Not born, but I'm saying she took me Lucille Avenue. That's all the fuck ice. That's the fucking hood again. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in a circus hood, right? She trying to get a little bit of town. She get the park heights, you know what I'm saying? And Lucille, which is still the fucking hood. All the hood, everybody know. As a matter of fact, they damn near turn this shit down now. Whenever I go back to Baltimore, I like to look at the house, you know what I'm saying? That I was brought up in. It's a fucking hood. So much so that I named the goddamn shoes after that. The fuck across the street. I done seen niggas get stabbed in the ass. My mother bring them in the house. I'll take them. I say all that to say, my mother didn't have a fucking car when I was living on Michelle Avenue. She used to literally at fucking zero o'clock in the morning, carry me with a blanket over my head, and walk to the fucking babysitters. Drop my ass off and come back and get me at fucking six o'clock. And she did this routine. Next thing I know, my mother had a car and she couldn't fucking drive. But see, whatever she, she saved the money, stood up on them concrete stores. She, she worked for business radio or some shit. Stood on them concrete stores for hours, towels on her fucking feet, and bought a car that she could not drive. I remember because I was in the car with her when she was getting the driver teaching her how to drive. Okay, she get the one car, a brown car. I never did it. Then she saved the money and got a little better car. Okay, next thing I know, by the time I was about nine, she moved us. All the way up. She moved us to, uh, where, uh, damn, what's the name? Glen Avenue. Everybody over there in the Jewish neighborhood. I was the, listen to me, y'all. I was the first, crazy as it sounds, the first black person lived in a fucking apartment, Joe. That's crazy, right? Right there. We go to the swimming pool, nigga. I'm looking like a raisin in the swimming pool, y'all. I'm trying to show you that if my mother would have made one misstep, one, take a hit off of some crack. One, get, get addicted to alcohol. Nigga, I was done and you wouldn't hear me right now. Oh, hold on. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if your mother don't make right decisions, y'all niggas is grass. And you, y'all can get enough. You know what I'm saying? When you get to the age, you can control your life. So once again, this conversation ain't for me. My mother wasn't fucking happy. And I didn't even mention my father because I wanted to leave him out of this way for a minute. I wanted to show you how I was with my mother. Get what I'm trying to tell you right now. If she done made one mistake, oh, I'm gonna stay out, I'm gonna spend my money, I wanna dress real slick with you all that. Dude, I wouldn't listen. She wouldn't have made those, she saved her money, yo. She focused, yo. She didn't do shit that everybody else was doing around, yo. She made choices. But go ahead, Momo. You can keep it going. Oh, that's that's real, and I don't I don't I don't disagree with that, and I you know what I mean. Like I said, that happens, bro. We're not we're not disagreeing on that. I'm saying that like you can't. Life works by averages, okay? So if you give most people very little opportunity, then you gonna still have some people to make it up out of that because there's gonna be some people that make it through. But if you give a lot of people a lot of opportunity, there's going to be a lot more people to make it out. I'm saying we get less opportunity in the hood. So you got to have less people making it out and more people staying there. I'm, so we're going to love.
Right, so I'm on I a notion that I want to have empathy for everybody's parents that made the wrong fucking decision. And that brings me to this solution. For those who have parents that made the proper decision, and for those who made the proper decision, we ones that need to go back, right, and deal with the community, let them know, hey man, no matter what's going on around you, you can make an opportunity for yourself. And this is how you should go by it. That's all I'm trying to say, bro. I understand that no averages is against it, bro. Because I never forgot that they dragged us over this motherfucker. I never forgot the relationship we had between them people. The relationship is fundamentally speaking. The same motivation that made them grab the African out of Africa, you know what I'm saying? It's the same motivation today. I get that, bro. I get it. So, yeah, it's up to this motherfucker. We got to go back and talk some common sense. That's why I don't need nobody arguing with me over no fucking science. That's the most beautiful <laughs> thing you can do is argue about some fucking science. Um, Dinah Samir had a lady on her show on his show talking about she has she has um properties in Africa and when you just go look at the show it's cheap compared with you know what our dollar do out there in Nigeria is it's affordable so there are answers you don't have to stay here you don't have to leave here but you do you do have to have a plan, like you like I'm saying, for your children. Like, I mean, yeah. the plan. You have to have a plan for them. And and I want to get this definition about community and you know, like people. The definition about this community thing. I think I think we need to really define it because I wrote a paper on those two different terms: neighborhood yeah. and at community in college. I wrote it, and I clearly defined the definitions and separated the two. So we can know, so so they knew what I was talking about. A neighborhood is, or a neighbor is somebody you live next door to. A community is based off of unity and communication. So that's the difference. A neighbor you may not ever speak to, and, and a hood is something right. that covers a top. Exactly. That's Unified, though. That's the key word, though, right? Right. Unity. That's the key word in community. And there's communication. And that's the difference between the words right. that we're using right there. I wrote a straight paper on that. So just off of that, just that you, you could have a neighbor that you never talked to. Exactly. Right. So guys, guys, sorry to interrupt you, but the, the family's attorney... Um, the I mean, that's not the um, yeah, the family attorney re released the autopsy for George Floyd and it's contradicting the preliminary. Yeah, well, we knew I, that I was going on. There you go, off there you go, off. Go, go ahead, go ahead, get your shot. But, but 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 that goes into science. Unc, science, Unc don't want to talk about is who funds the, the, the actual you know research. That's very important about science. We're, we're not going to talk about what? that. Um, we're not. We're not going to talk about that. Um, we're not going to talk, talk about what. We're not going to talk about what, yo. Who funds? <laughs> who funds this? Let, let the brother say what you just said. What you I, say? I just said, who funds the the research? Because the brother just came on and said that the family the is top team, and it says the opposite of what the state. I don't have to argue. I don't have to argue with y'all niggas. Science gonna beat y'all every time. That's why I stay on top. So science just contradicts itself. It didn't contradict itself. It did not. It's fucking science. Did y'all read both reports? It didn't contradict nothing. I'm trying to tell you. It's all just saying, yo, they can. 
Of course they can look at it the way they want to look at it. That's why we get other scientists. We ain't just listening to one scientist. Shit, I know what I'm talking about, bro. Oh, no, just somebody you can pull it up. Oh, yeah, pull it all times here. Let's see what it says. Then it contradicts nothing. It is what it is. We roll up in that courtroom and tell me, yo, I don't read autopsy. So wait, where's your, where's your autopsy at then, sir? Well, you know, we don't believe in science. Okay, sit your ass down. Well, well, uh, no, the, the, the preliminary <laughs> autopsy, um, it, it had language in there that was kind of controversial. It, it had speculative, speculative language in the preliminary um, report that they had put out, which was I think was kind of bogus or political or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But the real autopsy, this 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 autopsy here is the real autopsy and it's gonna be more scientific than the, the preliminary. So just Thank you. What's the key word? What's that key word though? What's that key word again? It was the what? The what? It, it, it's gonna be more scientific or no 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 the first one was called the what? It was called preliminary. The preliminary. Must yeah. we look up the word preliminary, please? First. On this phone, must we look up the word it, preliminary? It, it, it comes before the, the, the real, the actual findings. So it's based off of the plan. Yeah, yeah that changed. Mumu, Mumu, on that. Where you at, Mumu? See, Mumu ain't gonna say nothing no more. Watch, you gonna be gone. Watch, <laughs> done. <laughs> See, they go up with that shit again. See what I'm saying? I talk half the day. I'll come on for 20 minutes, and they got me. Right nigga, time for the real report to come out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our enemies were in that lab. <laughs> Where Mumu at? Mumu, Mumu. He shit. Somehow he dropped off. Mumu. 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 You're not here? No. See? In the nick of time. We call that in the nick of time. In the nick of time. He says something about it. So anybody, did, did anybody pull up that autopsy going to hear that? Hey, Cord, where you at, Cord? I'm in here. So you saying the new one came out or the same one? What you saying? I, I don't know. I'm just hearing my man's just I knew it was a the it was not a new autopsy, it's a full autopsy. It's a full report. The first report was just preliminary. But you know, obviously that was gonna come out. I didn't I was not aware that it, it had came out until the brother had came on and said, Yeah, the um the family put out the uh full report. You know what I mean? So I, I I don't have any knowledge of of the full report. You're talking about the autopsy right now. Huh? I want to know where Mumu at. The entire. Has anybody seen Mumu? Where's Mumu? Today. Who has to go? Nobody has to go. We had to go on that But also, additional findings that were determined. Y'all want to listen or y'all want to listen? We do have physical evidence that supports that there was pressure applied to his neck. And it's in this combination with the additional medical information that we have, including examination of all of the other organs that were available to us 
and making our determination of all the death. Could you speak just to the physical abrasions to his head and face and how that contributed to your determinations? Yeah, yes, as Dr. Wilson said, we take everything we have into consideration. The forensic autopsy starts at the scene. Much time in most homicide cases is uh, relates to reconstructing the, the scene. Detectives going out and interviewing people, all kinds of forensic science, uh, uh, picking up trace evidence. In this instance, the video tells you what the scene is. The video is real. The multiple videos are real. And those multiple videos show pressure that can cause death and his calling out, like Eric Gardner, but also including calling out his mother, who had been dead for three years. None of this this is CNN. Very disturbing. Fermented science. Thank you. There were there were rough abrasions around the left eye, the left cheek, and a little bit in the front of the on the nose and mouth areas that are due, as we can see in the video, to the left side of this face being rubbed against the pavement while the left knee of the officer is squeezing down on the left side of the neck which hey. the neck is a small area with many vital organs arteries veins nerves and the windpipe all of which are compressed with the knee uh, activity as seen on the video so that the abrasions on the side of the neck and the nose and it would also indicate that a, a component of the interference with breathing uh, could be uh, it was also some pressures that were placed on the nose and mouth and uh, these are also very painful kinds of scrape marks there was also severe scrape marks on the back of his left shoulder which is part of the activity that was uh, uh, causing him uh, to uh, rub against his knee, the opposite knee, as well as the face being on the ground. And that, that those occurred while he was uh, still alive and breathing. That is evidence of severe pressure Damn. on the face, large areas of, of uh, scraping abrasions on the face in particular left side of the face which is evidence of his face being rubbed severely against the ground i said y'all want to still listen hey uh, big bro uh, you still here and yeah i'm right here yo that's right here uh -huh. you what what year what year you got in Atlanta? 2000 down to you remember you remember when that APD officer had choked that boy out over there on Stewart Avenue, that one? He he looked white, but he ain't white. He's a black dude. He looked half okay. white. You remember okay. him? You remember that case? Honestly, go ahead. No, I'm just 
Nah, man, it just brought back memories because the cat he killed, we grow up together. He choked, he got, you know, he killed him the same way. Hmm. Just hmm. like, damn, hey, but, man. It, but it, that it, vessel, it brought back so many memories, man. Damn. Hey, but that vein, the, the vessels he talking about in that neck, I know what he's talking about. Like, I already, yeah, I you already just know, said it. Yeah. I, I already know what that feel like, dude. Like, I'm used to that. Like, that's that ain't no, that's that's like nothing to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I know right. how to. I I'm so used to it. I know how to position my body to where before they suffocate me like that, they'll break yeah. my shoulder. You right. know what I'm saying? I I have them break my shoulder before they suffocate me like but that. But he, he had how, I know, I, how often I've been in that position. But you Corey, he had three other people on top of him. You feel me? And right, had, right, yeah, right, yeah. That that part I am forgetting about that part. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he did. It was no way out of that. He was gonna die for that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. at least at, 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 at the most, like had he done that for like even three minutes, dude would have been unconscious anyway. Yeah, like three. You know he what I'm saying? He kept, like, he, they said he got scrapes on his face. Uh, damn. Yeah, that's because yeah, he started trying to use his face to lift up to get some oxygen. You, you you know what I'm saying? Once you start going, you start, you know, survival mechanism kick in. He don't even feel that scrapes on his face. He ain't even feeling that. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to use his face to live to get him some lifting so he can exhale and, and inhale. You know what I'm saying? Shit's crazy, man. I already know what he went through. I already know. I know how that's a terrible death. That's a, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? That's a terrible death, man. Terrible. I ain't never like got choked. I ain't never got choked. That hunky need to be prosecuted to the oh, second degree murder. He need, I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, I don't know why they don't. Degree murder. That's first, first degree murder. It's it's not. Isn't first degree murder premeditated? Yep. And no, it don't have to be. It don't, it don't have, have to be premeditated. No, it don't. Because he knew what he was doing. He consistently sat there for. An extended period of hey, time. Nine minutes. Dude. He knew that's he was eternity. killing that man. That's an eternity to be like that. Hey, 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 hey. And them, and hey, them hey, other hey, officers hey. need to be prosecuted too for first degree murder. Accessory to first degree murder. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. What I don't want to hear is I don't want nobody jumping on the side of science that wasn't on science. Hey, hold on a second, Uncle. What y'all talking about? The um, the the. The independent, the full autopsy. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. They say he died of asphyxia, right? Asphyxia. No, not asphyxiation. No, he didn't die from asphyxiation. <laughs> what did they say? Might as well say he broke his neck. He, he's still talking right now. If y'all want to listen, go ahead. Put it back on. Yeah, put it back on, man. And found he had no policy. He had a cardiac arrest. They tried CPR. They tried. Uh, shock to the heart, nothing worked, and he did not recover. He, in my opinion, he died. He was dead after about four or five minutes. He was pronounced dead sometime later when he gets to a hospital. The person's alive in this country until a proper physician pronounced, usually a physician, pronounces him dead. But he was, he appears to be dead very, before the EMT uh, people get there, certainly. Damn. Heard that? Yeah, murder. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, murder. That's murder all day. Right here. Riot more now. More riots, baby. Murder. More riots. Hey, Garfield. Garfield. So, is they going to listen to the signs now, yo? We just had a whole argument on the show about how it's going to work. Did we not have that argument? 
Yeah. Oh, good news down, yo. I said, everybody yeah, slow see, down. That, that, that preliminary, right yeah, that preliminary is just an uh, um, uh, observation. Yeah, that, that, you know what I'm saying? They writing down just what by that's lookership, basically. Okay, what okay, the preliminary okay. is. Yeah. I ain't going front. The, 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 the full video, autopsy is a lot more scientific. You know what yeah, I'm saying? When you watch, when you watch the video, that dude looked dead from, yo, he looked Wow. That's what he just said. That's what he said. That's what he just said. Yeah, that's what he just said. Say he was dead. Yeah. He been dead. Damn. Yep. Hey, he, 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 we watched him die. Like I said, Unc, like I said, it is yeah, during the yeah, pandemic I though. Flights to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, of war. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, and it's always collateral damage. You know what I mean? We got special deal for Africa, <laughs> Jamaica. And uh, by the way, aren't you guys proud of my home country, Jamaica, how they handle the COVID, man? They only had 500 cases and they isolate the shit out of everybody that got off that plane. So shout out to Jamaica and that prime minister, Andrew Holness. Yes. Hey, the United yeah. States the only one acting fool and say you you impeding on their First Amendment rights and shit. Right. And you tell them to goddamn stay in the house and goddamn <laughs> put a mask on. That's only us in America. We we the only stupid motherfuckers like that over here. You what they talking? <laughs> bro, they the most ignorant, selfish people ever, bro. Yeah. Man, there you go. That's what the Americans do. Look at that. Look, look at the. It's, oh, man, crank it up, uh, crank it up. Hey, it's the whole truth. Watch how I do. So let me ask you this question. Let me ask everybody this question, right? If you were trying to shut this motherfucker down, what would you do? I wouldn't be shutting it down. I'd just be trying to get become the most scientifically and economically literate people on the planet. And no, 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 no. I don't mean that. I didn't, I didn't clap. Shut what down? I'm saying if you was a group, another mm -hmm. group of your opinion, trying to shut this motherfucker down, right? And we know how a war goes, right? Yeah, they kind of overthrow the government, however they want to do it. You, the first thing you would do is you would wait for your opportunity. Right or wrong, y'all? So look at Antiva. Look what Antiva doing right hold now. On, hold on. You got to start with like, why would you want to shut it down? Like, like man, because that's what they want. I don't know why they want to do that, yo. Okay, because all the shit everybody just said, and white people feel some different shit and that shit. So if you're trying to take something, you would take you would take advantage of a natural disaster, right? That, that, that could be your kickoff point. So the only thing that we've seen in our lifetime shut this motherfucker down. Was what, y'all? Was the pandemic? Am I correct in that? Facts. Facts. Right. Okay, so watch this. So, okay, so you, hold on. So you take advantage of the pandemic, right? So then, what's the first thing they do? They put out a misinformation campaign. We yeah. know this. We know they put out a misinformation campaign. Russia mm -hmm. put out a misinformation campaign, right? Facebook shit was coming from everywhere. We, I mean, to the point where the president seemed like he was on board with the misinformation campaign. Oh, he's he the biggest conspiracy theorist in the world, but go ahead. 
they take advantage of that too. They take advantage of one, your president is not to be illiterate, you know what I'm saying? And take advantage of misinformation. So now the misinformation is in full force. Now watch this. A brother gets killed. Well, this is like the second brother in the last, what, last month that got murdered, right? The other brother that they got shot in Georgia, right? Right, by the three Yahoo's, right? And then this brother. Go ahead, what you guys say? No, 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 the, the woman called the cops on the on a guy walk um bird watcher. No, that don't count. No, no, I don't you want to talk about killing. You want yeah, just killing. About the police. Police and some yahoos hollering about. Uh, that, that was an attempted murder right there. She just didn't <laughs> oh, get it yeah. off, though, huh? That but was an attempted murder. She just didn't get that one off, though. But go ahead, though. Uh, keep on okay. Walking. I don't mean right. to interrupt. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so watch this then. So so hold on now. So now another event happened. Right now, people just made an uprest. Then all of a sudden, we start rising. Hold on. Hold on. Watch this. The United States started opening back up again. Everything was getting back on. They were trying to put everything back on track. Everything was opening up. Now another event happened, right? A black man get killed. All of a sudden, it's organized rallies all over the country, yo. All of a sudden, white people, everybody is there on the spot helping us organize this thing right now. Look at this real quick, y'all. So now we back out the street again, right? What do the virus need the most? The virus need people to be in close contact, y'all. So now everybody is back in close contact. Black people, everybody is out the streets, full contact again. So whoever is trying to orchestrate this is doing a thing right now. Sometimes a nigga got to think out the motherfucking box. So, mm -hmm. so, uh, could you say the government did? Because <laughs> now the government wants the shit open. Yo, somebody got to be wet. Somebody got to be fighting for the power. Y'all keep talking about. Mm -hmm. like, you know somebody how you trying like, to the fight. Big first four straight Super Bowls, nigga. Somebody need to get the Jordan in them. Somebody always fighting for the crown, right? He's talking about we're, people talking with the global power structure. Well, you think the global power structure will always stay in place like that? People fight for power, right? This, this, right. These are the perfect opportunities. Uh, these are the perfect opportunities, yo, to drag us into it like that, yo. That's why. That's why Antifa. I can only see it as somebody trying to take it down with them. I can't see it. They are, bro. You, they had to put the president in his bunker last night. No, they chasing him in the bunker. Yeah, they really did it. They, but they, 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 did they, that. they said, hey, they put him in the bunker for hey. an hour. To Mumu, Mumu left. Yeah, he had to. Oh, as soon as the science report came out, as soon as the report, they had to leave. He had to. Wow. Because he can't agree wow. to that report. Mumu can't say, I believe that report. No, he can't. Because the labs is our enemy. The labs is our enemy. Y'all already throwing um, some shots, boy. Y'all yeah. nah, don't shoot, don't nah, shoot Mumu nah, up too bad. <laughs> All get me down. Little did he know that the report was coming out today. Little did he know. Interesting. I'm going right on Facebook for all them crazy ass niggas talking. Here we go. All right, man. Let me let y'all. Oh. I'm about to get off the ear. Let me let me. So uh, one thing, one thing, folk off your hang up. So what about so what about Morehouse Labs? That's not that's not white on. No, I'm not saying it. I'm saying, I'm saying, y'all, y'all familiar with looking at magic tricks, right? What, why does a magic right, trick right. work, yo? It's like a hand, right? And no matter how intelligent you are, so during this pandemic, no matter how intelligent you were, right? 
if you didn't, let me give you an example. If you understand the trick that the magician is doing, you don't get tricked. Right or wrong, yo? Right. right. Okay, so watch this. If you if you're scientifically right, they couldn't get you doing this pandemic. You're like, nope, that's misinformation. Nope, 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 nope. But the most intelligent people aren't even uh, scientifically literate. So so a mass people got confused in this pandemic, and somebody somewhere they took advantage of that. They advantage used of it. That. They, they yeah, only people who who, who but only people who benefited, who would benefit, the people who who got the vaccine, who sells the vaccine. If you sell the vaccine, you will benefit because all the people. No, now no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just using my. I'm just using like. No, I'm just thinking up top of my head. Like, stay well, on somebody trying to shut this motherfucking government down, yo. Stay. Oh, uh, you want to stay there? Okay. Stay right there, yo. The only oh, thing that I know to shut this bitch down was the virus, right? So how do you keep the virus kicking? You need a lot yeah, of people yeah. in all over the place running into each other all day long for people. Because it was starting to slow down, right? It was slowing down, nigga. So you need everybody back. So you need all that. Who the fuck is promoting that misinformation? Who is that? Who's doing it like that? Are we getting ourselves? We're just promoting the misinformation? But who softened this up first? They killed you these days. I mean, misinformation, dude, for the first time, we're we really seeing how pseudoscience can affect the community, yo. Not to mention, we, that's why I asked you, well, what's oppression? Right? I, I said, so what is it? And I asked y'all. And I was going to ask Mumu, Mumu, no. Mumu, no. When you go to Africa, yo, you go to some places, yo, they be having shit running down the streets, dude. It don't, it, like, that's some real shit right there. This shit, the poor people in America ain't even poor, yo. I'm trying to show you, yo. So here's my last question. If Martin Luther King and Malcolm X was to come back right now, right? Say they popped up in the middle of the rise, right? They would think it's all the same. Am yeah. I correct? They say, oh, man, yeah, we still right. okay. Right, but then after everything calmed down, they would look up, look around and see the old shit that they could actually take advantage of, yo. What would they say about us, yo? We some fools. <laughs> like we want to be fools, though. Not, like, yo, these New York dudes are the best, man. I love them. <laughs> we some fools. And I'm from the city. Oh, I'm born to raise here. I hate when people go hard on MLK. I went to Booker T. Washington. I walked the same streets he walked. So, hey. Mm. So a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, I just wonder what Martin would say right now. Yo, they would look around and see how much shit that we could take advantage of. What would they say, yo? And realize that we, we ain't even taking advantage of it. Oh, no, man. Yeah, so Because he was any, thinking different at this time, though. So, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said Martin Luther King was thinking different at, at his late at his later years. No nah, man, whatever he was, yeah, yo, but he changed a lot. They changed a lot. Yeah, he was thinking about getting that check. Oh, that's not. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, Uncle. No, 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 I'm not doing. It. I'm not doing it. Doing it. <laughs> what you mean? Uh, what you mean? He was about getting that chicken. Listen, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about it. We talk. Nobody oh, listened to that. Um, Malcolm X talk talked about um Martin Luther King, a full of Randolph and them other. 
You talk, he talks about how they got paid and this, that, and the third. Nobody listen to that? Yo, what if Malcolm was wrong? About what he said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you know? Did you find I, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't have the... Believe because Malcolm said it. You, you kind of right, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. But... But but it, because it all it all makes sense because after that they I did come up with that. With not, but I say this though, when Malcolm explode, nobody was fact checking. So we no, but then then they come I'm up with a civil you, rights council. Argue, hold on, hold on. Me and you could argue right now. It'd be like Malcolm X said it. That's what they call appeal to authority. You because mm-hmm. Malcolm is an authority in our community as somebody we respected. We feel if we call his name, that's good enough. We don't have to research it. Same thing with Dr. <laughs> ben said it. So hey, hey, Dr. Ben said it. So you, you must you, be right. Trying to say you better than Dr. Ben. This is what they put on me now when I try to talk about stuff by Egypt and Christianity. Oh, so you know more than Dr. Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's that money day. It's a dagger. Yeah, you can't no- people say, Yeah, I know more than Dr. Ben and what? What you gonna do? He's a credible source because he was talking about it at the particular I said, time. I think it was Corey. Corey, uh, um, who said it to me? Was it Corey or Sheffrin? He said, you said the best thing. So if Doc, because Dr. Ben said it, that makes it true? And everybody's like, ooh. You trying to throw Dr. Ben under the bus? Sheffrin was like, that's the best. All night, bro. You killed him with that. I said, you the only one. You the 1% right now. <laughs> you did. You did, though, Garfield. Like I remember you the did the truth, show. The truth though. Well you well you had this, you know, you was uh showing Barbara Claw and you were showing, you know, the things. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like, man, let me cut this off. And I and I agree with you, like, man, they all of the we, believe we it. too sensitive, man. We too some of them were even some of them were even. They know something, Garfield. Most of, what, them, what? most of the black elders were Christian and some of them even married white women. The fact of the matter is. The sister that we love so much, she died a Christian, but she talked about white supremacy and how this is white supremacy, but she was a Christian. But I mean, come on. I mean, we, we, we just basically worshipped our elders, but the reason why that was set up, though, is because of white supremacy um, and racism. Because we never had nobody black teach us. You understand what I'm saying? So whether Jay Rogers was right or not, Malcolm X had it didn't matter. Listen to what I'm saying. Even if even if even if um um J.A. Rogers was wrong, it wasn't about him being wrong. It was about a black man doing research and bringing it back to us. It was about Dr. Clark being a black man doing research and bringing it back to us. About Dr. Ben, ben. doing research and bringing it back to us. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so right. It was it wasn't about them being right or wrong. It was never about that. It was about what was going on in academia at the time. Because mm-hmm. remember, before 1950, man, there's a lot of shit going on when it comes to yeah. um, racism and white supremacy as far as systematic and far as education. Because he, he was talking about marching, getting beat up, getting beat up. Our mom was the king and I was getting beat up and they marched from Lincoln to Washington and nothing happened, but I'm just marching. But they ended up getting mm-hmm. a civil rights bill. So what he was trying to say that in the beginning of the march, they wasn't even a part of the march. I mean, he and, exposed about who wrote the speech that yeah, I have a dream and yeah. all that stuff. Burl yeah. Lancaster wrote um Baldwin's speech, and then allowed Baldwin to get on stage. So if if we come to find out that it was all 
you know, orchestrated by, by the quote-unquote man, you know, it, it's just funny how we can look back at history as, as, as a Monday, Monday, Monday night quarterback and be like, you know, you can do this. Was was Doctor Ben right about the um about the place called Happy, and that's where we go. <laughs> Let me start with that black line. Let's start right there. Since you want to go there, was he right you know, about that? Where did you find those records? Let's let's talk about that. Yo, I could be pseudo right now. <laughs> so pseudo. Oh man. I'm not wrong. Hey, how is it? How is it that far from um a, a Christian saying the Bible said? No, nah, we're not talking about Christian right now, brother. We're talking about <laughs> hey, nah, hey. nope, nope, not going there. Bro. That's what I want to hear that. It's about their elders. They run to Christianity as trying. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm, I'm saying not saying that. We worship our elders. Nobody's yeah. saying, in African tradition. We do respect our elders but what if the elders are wrong how do you what do you do this is the I'm whole thing with jabari that well, oh he don't respect the elders he said dr benson that this is what he's trying to that's the card he's using so that the people that yeah, love agree with you, ben would now turn against garfield and say oh you trying to say no more than dr ben huh you garfield where you been how many times you've been to egypt how many and they start going well, down the line and da -da -da. And then when yeah, I out, when I out, hold up, hold up. And then when I pull out the video of me in Egypt, they're gonna be like, oh, okay. How many times you did go though? <laughs> 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 it's just like you telling you telling Jamaicans about Selassie. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Uh, bro, not not Jamaicans. Don't say Jamaican. Well, anybody, anybody who any, anybody who believes in Selassie. And, yeah, and believe yeah, in that, that system. Excuse me, I don't want that's to. Why, that's why I said what I said. I said, how is it different from a Christian saying that the Bible said? I'm, I'm, the labs is out in me. I could have thought <laughs> a lot of I was a real person. I was part of his lineage. In the sense that he was really the 25th prince of your grandchild. Hey, man. I wanted to go to Ethiopia, man, so... And then you. I probably, I probably, I probably know more than any of y'all on that shit. <laughs> I remember that move to Ethiopia, and that's the wrong Ethiopia. Ain't that something? That's the wrong Ethiopia. That means my family and my whole life was a lie. And and I want to talk about that. That's crazy, yo. It's the wrong Ethiopia. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you go and buy what the Bible um saying and what our actual history is saying, it ain't the same thing. Are we wrong? Are talking about the Christians in the same way? Did we ever take back our baptism? Like, did we ever? You know, so, are we still Christians? The the folks that who got baptized but don't believe no more. Leave that alone, brother. You, you get okay. <laughs> 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 no, you're nah. right. Church, I didn't realize I'm still I'm still in the nation of Islam book alike. Of that yet. I want to know that. I want to know that. I, I want to talk to a pastor about that. Me and my children are the book for my first child because he's the only one that was alive. Yeah, so they have, have a book. They, they have a book alive too. Um, Garfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know the bubble shanty them have a book alive, right? Did you get? Did you ever get your you know, name, Garfield? You, no, sir. You know, you know I'm in that book of life, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm gonna see you in heaven, man. It's the people like Unk is the haters. Unk and Kay Allen, they ain't in no book of life. So they, them niggas is done. They going to hell. They going to hell. They going to me hell. Neither go me, ne- me neither go off field. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. Oh, man. I, I be. Hard to take. <laughs> oh, they're about to protest. They damn ready. Oh, shit. It's popping. Pardon my language. It's popping tonight. I'm going to go outside oh, with man. my camera and just take pictures the whole night. Hey, man, I, wa- I was watching the Alabama one last night. Man. Yo, he said man. it like it was a game. I was watching Bro, the Alabama. People... <laughs> 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 I was watching oh, the Alabama. Hold on, hold on. Look at Black Lion Supreme. He's a, he's a, chemi- he's a commission in there. Look at him. Look at him. What did you say? It was like it was a game, yo. We said, yeah. y'all was the Alabama joint. Yeah, yeah, like. Hey, man. Hey. I'm dying right now, bro. No, um, you know you found where huh? it was that Dr. Ben was talking about. You know you found it, bro. It's time you let Yeah, I found it, yo. Let that information come. It wasn't the yo. At the beginning of the night, at the beginning of the mountain of the moon. Hey, hold on, hold on. Before I go, right? I got to talk about this book, all right? Hold on. I'm going to show y'all a book real quick, all right? I'm going to show y'all a book. This book, I um, I did talk about the white. Um, I spoke about it before. But the, you know what's interesting about this book, um, Unk, is that people believe the dude that was telling the story about Zimbabwe and the white tribe. People believe that story. So don't think because I talk about Dr. Ben. I'm not saying Dr. Ben was no pseudo guy or whatever. But, but he just repeated what he But this guy in this book. Right here. Michael Robinson. He wrote somebody. He's on YouTube. He talked about the hermetic hypothesis. The whole thing with the lost. It's called the lost white tribe. Explorers, scientists, and the theory that changed the continent. This is the basis of the hermetic hypothesis. Not the basis of it. I shouldn't say the basis, but this is what really the guy named Stanley who went to Africa talked about how he found a white tribe. So all these people started going back to Africa looking for this goddamn white tribe because it is one white guy that wrote this. One white guy. No DNA. Right here. No DNA. This guy right here. All this hermetic hypothesis stuff that these, these Igbos and this is Yoruba is this and they follow this guy. He's one of the main proponents of the whole bullshit. Henry Martin Stanley. Yeah. Some white guy. Yeah. Yep. Hold on a second. Let me, let me just find the story real quick. Some white man recommended that I read that book. Right. <laughs> Two years later. So you mean the same reason I went to find a mountain or the moon and couldn't find it, yo? Hold on a second. Two years later, in 1887, Stanley would return to East Africa and glimpse from a distance the mountain homeland of the light-skinned Africans he had met years before. Meanwhile, Kerr would publish a novel titled Lost Among White Africans, a project made possible as he acknowledged wholly to the kindness of Mr. Stanley. <clears throat> it would be one of dozens of works of fiction to appear in at the end of the 19th century, focusing on the discovery of lost white tribes. By now, the story of the white race of Gambaragara had not only become the inspiration for fiction, but it was also increasingly treated as an anthropological fact. Stanley's report was one of a growing corpus of white tribe encounters that filled the pages of newspapers and science journals in the 1800s and early 1900s. 
It is not surprising then that Australian writer Elie Niam wrote that the following in an article called Mysterious White Races in Chambers Journal in 1905. The idea that in remote parts of the tropics, amidst the dark-skinned races, there exists mysterious, isolated white tribe bearing a strong resemblance to Europeans has long possessed a curious fascination. This fascination, kindled by so many different reports, continued well into the century. Yet it has not continued to the present. Gambaragara has been forgotten. Despite the widespread interest in the story at the time and its influence on a number of important historical figures, historians have been largely silent on Stanley's white tribe. Wow. So, for, so there's a time in the scientific community they accepted this, this, this anthropolo anthropologist of what he said about finding a white tribe as true. People went there and over and over looking for this goddamn white tribe. Ain't no damn white tribe, man. No goddamn white tribe in Zimbabwe, man. Ridiculous. Uh, white man told me to read that book. Yeah, it's a good book. It's a, actually a very good book. Very, very good book. Very, very good book. I'm going to read the first chapter on Gambaraga, y'all, you know? Uh, no, they are me. I don't need any more lies in my life. Y'all people say it wasn't a white tribe. And then said it's a good book. How the hell can it be a good book in Starfield? I wish I'd understand that too, though. I'd have asked that question. Okay. Yeah, all right, man, listen, I got to get out of here, family. It's been love. It's been great. Been love. Brooklyn in the house. In the, house. the enemy on the loud. Brittany. Why are the people in England rioting for George? Why? I want to why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Every time, every time someone someone gets some black gets killed in America, they they protest in England, in London. You know that? But why? Do they? Because they care about black people. Oh, they care about black people. What? What? Most of them are what? Ex Jamaican. Who told you that? How did you know that? We can't hear you, Garfield. We can't hear you. Hold on. Then. I said most of them are ex Jamaicans. No, they're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> what does that mean, though? <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of <laughs> movements in England started by Jamaicans. That's what we do. Who told you that? No, it's not what I. It's not what I do. I know it's a fact. Are you in, 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 in two thousand and twenty? Are you disputing that, sir? In two thousand and twenty, are you disputing? Yeah, you're talking about. 
Okay. Depends what year you're talking about. Okay. All right. Y'all trying to get me in trouble now. What's your opinion on Ishaka Musa Barasan? Trying to get me in trouble. Huh? Trouble? Every, but everything Barasan will say is the truth. It's the truth. Judah was black. And Jacob was black. You know, how, how am I going against Barashango? That's the elder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My birthday is in this month. He He held he threw a surprise birthday party. Oh, yep, he said everybody in the Bible is there. Eric, you ain't Eric, you ain't got no credentials like Marashango. How many books you got? How many people in the Bible you say you ain't got credentials, buddy? Abraham. I'm was black. I'm his question. Everybody was black in the Bible. The Bible was written in Africa. Africans wrote the Bible. Come on, man. You got Gorilla Hebrew pulling that out of me, man. Come on, man. What y'all know about that? The Africans who wrote the Bible. Wrote the Bible. Did the Africans write the Bible? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Hey. And the old Before y'all leave. Laws again. The Bible is so anti-African. Everything you practice your spirituality in Africa is there's a rule against it. In but think hey. about it. The Bible is anti-rule. And if I ask Zion Lexa too, what was that? Anti what? Uh, anti what? Garfield. Bible is anti-African. Yes, it is. Oh. If you can't read certain, when you start reading certain 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 books, you don't need to read the Bible. That's how I have to look at it for real. The way it talks about yeah, and the and the people. All right, let me let y'all go, man. Y'all trying to stretch this out. All right, peace and love, man. All right. You Corey, Al, Savio, Ogumbola, yeah, Remris, Ian, Anchor. My brother, I don't know why y'all my big brother off with the master plan. Y'all, none of y'all ain't got no plan. I'll be like Reggie. None of y'all ain't got no plan. So shut up. Where's your plan? Y'all ain't got no plan. Get out of here. You got the best verbalized plan in history. Get out of here. Where's Momo? Look where's Momo? The lives is the enemy. <laughs> I love that white man. That's your problem. Shit, boy. See, you you following the white man side. Yeah, we ain't gonna use that no more. Make sure. We will not be using that science no more. We do not believe the autopsy. We do not believe. Nope. All right. Ah, ah. Peace and love. All right, man. Peace to the family.